0: Man, this is kind of a kind of a weird one. This is a weird Switching one. Switching it up. Final episode. <laughs> We've done it like multiple times now too. I like that. I <laughs> not even just final. We're just like, we're calling it quits. We're not going <laughs> to announce it. Fuck this. <laughs> 2018 is so hard. Already, man. It's ridiculous. I just yeah. uh, dropped uh, Savannah off and Amanda's parents. And I walked in and I was like, her, her dad was watching CNN. And I was like, so how about that looming government shutdown? That's cool. 2018's rocking good year so far.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if
2: Dick Clark could only see us now.
0: He'd be like, so. I'm staying on Mars. I'm fine. Right. Thank you. <laughs> staying on Mars? <laughs> what? <laughs> is
2: that what happens when I, people die? They actually just go to well, Mars? rich people. Uh, Walt Disney's okay.
0: there. Elon Musk is trying to get there. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He's already rich. I don't know why he needs there now, but I mean, he could just
2: wait. He should just wait. That's what I'm
0: saying, but he wants to get there. Eventually (laughs) he likes to party. He wants to get there. Now he's like, they're doing it. (laughs) He wants to get to Dick Clark's Rockin' new year's Eve up on Mars. You know, you know how it goes.
2: (laughs) Well, speaking of Elon Musk, he was actually in one of the movies that we watched this week, which I hadn't noticed before for some reason.
0: I just like caught that. Yeah. That you said that right now. He said, uh, can I say
2: it? Go right ahead.
0: Halloween Bridesmaids Town. 2. What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> yes, he is.
2: <laughs> this is going so well it's, so far. It's a
0: good one. I feel really good. I have like it, reverse, it's a
2: one. reverse goosebumps.
0: I feel like <laughs> so negative about it. Dug
2: into your body. i just like... Ugh. Just stop. (laughs) Let's just get this over with.
0: Well, we're doing it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We're begrudgingly doing it. (laughs) Neither one of us are too enthused about it. (laughs) I'm Steven. I'm Brent, I guess. (laughs) If I have to be. uh, Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. today's show will not go on (laughs) and neither will we goodbye (laughs) no we don't have a show topic today um so we're just going to shoot the breeze and then a little bit later steven is going to chat with his brother danny uh, about all kinds of stuff so that'll be fun
0: look guys that's what's throwing this all off all right we're not recording on the same night it's late uh, I don't even know what's happening. I think Brent just got back from the store. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's different. That's, that's the reason why. It's, it's just mm-hmm. go with it. No, no <laughs> drinks.
2: We're two old men. Uh, our routine has changed. <laughs> and so true. we don't like it. And it's, it's something that we're clearly <laughs> not, I think not able to tolerate. You
0: 100% got that right. Uh, yeah. I didn't even think about it until you just said that. And I was like, yeah, my routine is off. It's, it's not good. Mm-hmm. I usually come I home like and a shower right after work. It's my thing. Listen, it's what I do. Wipe away the, the day, you know, and then I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. Today I was like, no, I got shit to do. I got to do this and this and, and it's all off. So yeah, I'm with you there.
2: Did you, did you say Zoloft?
0: Yeah. It's Zoloft.
2: Okay. That's what I heard. <laughs> Take a shower. Today's <laughs> knock back sponsor a couple of Zoloft. is. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that, Stephen, because uh, we do have a different sponsor today. Um, Let me ask you, uh, do you enjoy people watching? No. Do you prefer eating alone? Do you have a pencil-thin mustache? Then do I have the product for you. (laughs) Introducing Soups for
3: Creeps.
2: (laughs) Wow. Each soup... Yeah, I know. We finally got them. Uh, Each soup comes mildly flavored and is best enjoyed at room temperature while listening to music played way too slowly. (laughs) Also, the back of each detachable label has a photo uh, of an attractive person's head for you to stare at, which can easily be hung on a wall in your weird apartment. (laughs) Uh, Soups for Creeps is now available in all of your favorite discount grocery stores with cars idling in front of them. Hmm. And if you use the offer code, I'm a creep at checkout, you'll be permanently banned from the city. Wait, is that is that I'm a creep or I'm a
0: creep? Is it? How many? Uh, either
2: way, I mean, it's it's. I'm I'm sure there's going to be some inflection yeah. uh, for those mm-hmm. people, but for us normal humans, just whatever version of I'm a creep. Okay, that's uh, cool. We'll, we'll get will get you banned from the city. Oh, okay, so cool. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. nice a nice bonus there. Um, and coming soon, uh, a spoon for creeps, which is a spoon made to only loudly slurp your soup while smiling oddly um mm. uh, it's gonna be huge i'm telling you <laughs> um but yeah so soups for creeps stay the fuck at home you weird asshole
0: <laughs> it was this uh this is john water's company right the guy who yes. uh, did baby yeah. uh, cry baby yeah yeah um good on him you know for for staying around and uh, and making something else in the world so and uh, and for, for sponsoring this podcast i mean that's awesome thank you so much
2: Mm-hmm. yeah he uh he delayed the making of his hatchet face hatchets, uh, to develop a line
0: of soups for creeps. So yeah, it's going to be, it's, it, this is really going to take off. I think. But listen, guys, we are aiming for that account when they come out. So hatchet face hatchets as well. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get a code for you. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, I just pictured like yeah. hatchets. I think we've talked about this before, maybe too, but I just pictured hatchets with her face on it. And that is quite terrifying.
2: Yeah, with just her grill yeah. on it. That's like the the, the blade part of it. I feel it.
0: like that could be like your home defense weapon and you could just show that and people would be like, nah, I'm out. This guy's a creep.
2: <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Um but uh but yeah. So moving on from our sponsor, uh don't forget to email us your questions and show topic ideas slash dog pictures mm. to let's talk about stuff at uh wait, let's talk about stuff. Hold yeah. on. Let's talk about stuff podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. We've been away from this too long, I think. I, yeah,
0: I know. Oh, and that's another yeah. thing. We took a week off. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Off, it's not man. our fault, guys. All this it's not stuff. us.
2: <laughs> and actually, the last time we podcasted, it was for Kent Blue's Roll to Play podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we didn't have to mess with all of this stuff. So we just got to hang back and relax while he took care of all yeah. of that shit on his end. So oh, my. I guess if if it's anyone's fault, really, it's, it's Kent Kim. Blue's fault. Yeah. So. so Kent. Cool. Thanks,
0: Kent. You should think about that. Okay. <laughs> Long and hard and deep. But Kent, that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was. It was very fun. and it's it's even more fun not editing this show. So right. thank you for that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, and also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at L T A S Pod. And uh that is where you can also find pictures of drinks that we normally post to Twitter and or Instagram. Uh Today, um, since we're doing just like a, a sh- shorter mm. version of that for uh, this first part, uh, we don't have anything uh, major that we're going to unleash upon the world. Mm. Um, no Sam Adams today, unfortunately. Um, by the way, I listened to a podcast where they do a, a drink roll call, <laughs> uh-huh. which is where I got the, the idea from. And, no, 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 no. Uh, that, that
0: was original to us. They copied us, but go ahead.
2: Okay, yeah, retroactively, yes, that's maybe. right. Mm-hmm. It's It's... It's a new America, (laughs) so whatever. (laughs) Facts aren't important. Um, And uh, one of the hosts, he swears by Sam Adams. And I'm just like, man, I don't know how you do it. It's just, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. But it's not anything to set the world ablaze by, you know? You know
0: what is also fine? Um, uh, If you take a piece of white bread and you toast it, but don't put any butter on it. Sam Adams is about that. Just (laughs) non-buttered, plain white toast bread just middle of the road there you go yeah hey they should put that on the label
2: it's a a long it's a long tagline but i think it works (laughs) sam adams we're kind of like toast but not you know like super good toast just plain not like just plain toast not not but no butter
0: barely toasted maybe a little burnt on one side you don't know sam adams (laughs) (laughs) the ad writes itself it does it really
2: does um so today, for me, I've got uh, just my little flask here that I keep in my, my refrigerator that has um, some fireball whiskey in it. Mm. And uh, I'm just going to take a, a quick shot or a 19 here. Um, it is a work night, so uh, oh, yeah. we'll see how tomorrow goes, I guess. Mmm. <laughs> Whiskalicious. Oh, I like that word. Uh, I mean, how could, how could this possibly go wrong? Spoilers, uh, if you want to see how this goes wrong... <laughs> Listen to the Die Hard episode. <laughs> it
0: goes savagely wrong. I love it. Uh, and today I have some, uh, I've been drinking some bullet whiskey, uh, some rye, uh, but uh, I actually don't have any right in front of me, so I'm going to fake um, drink some glug, 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 glug,
2: mm. Steven, you're cut off. Mm, you really good. You're getting out, you get out of control. <laughs> was it too many glugs? It was way too uh, many glugs. I apologize. You got to stop at three. As glug. Glug, glug.
0: That's like the cutoff? That's like the normal? Mm. Like you're an okay yeah. guy? Okay. My yeah.
2: bad. <laughs> you're an
0: okay guy. Let me,
2: let me just go <laughs>
0: slurp some soup and I'll be all right.
2: Oh my God. Well, they have a spoon coming. <laughs> Listen,
0: so. I support just our sponsors. you, wait. Okay. Yeah,
2: somebody has they to. they support me. Clearly these people aren't making any money.
0: <laughs> I don't think anyone... <laughs> that kangaroo but... guy is making hand over fist money, man. Hand over fist
2: but it's Australian dollars so Oh, you know, that didn't really count, right? It's not even really. Yeah, it's not cuz they're like really a money
0: prison colony if I remember. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, still are. So it's still like are. cigarettes. It's just cigarettes. That's mm-hmm. all they have for currency?
2: Pretty much. Yeah, uh, that and Chris Hemsworth and he's actually on work release. Uh, he's paying off his debt by being in adventures movies. Oh, wow. So I didn't, Well, good and for him. Surprisingly, he still has a long way to go. Yeah. Get. Um, Ouch. <laughs> he's been in so many but <laughs> he's, he's he's got still has more to pay off
0: so that's that's funny because i heard his contract is up so he'll probably just start doing some like rom a lot more rom-coms probably to pay that off
2: yeah on gay porn um yep. but uh yeah yeah he'll get Makes there sense. Makes sense. yeah we, we've all been there <laughs>
0: <laughs> down and out so
2: <laughs> but both both of those actually <laughs> down and out six i think um what what he's gonna be in so uh so let's move on to the shout outs and i
3: totally forgot
2: uh. that um My dear, dear, dear wife, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really care for her that much, but uh, she did uh, give us the idea for the Let Down Show from last week, so I do want to give Brandy a shout out um, for uh, giving us that topic idea. Mm -hmm. And again, if you want to send us your show topic ideas, email us or contact us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, If you don't remember what those things were, just rewind the show, whatever, who gives a fuck? So... um, so, She said, uh, when she gave me the idea of doing the letdowns, she said, and I quote, give me the credit, bitch. <laughs> and I did not give her the know, credit, I so I do apologize for <laughs> We've that. we talked so. about this in
0: the past, too. They were like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, we'll definitely have to give her credit. Yeah. Uh, totally yeah. Totally did not do that. It's
2: like when we talked about Monster Squad, but forgot to talk about Wolfman getting kicked in the nards, yeah. or Wolfman has nards, you know? And uh, it's just something I, I meant to hold in my head, but uh, it's like a... Fucking sieve up there just leaked right out. Listen, it happens. A sieve. sieve, a sieve, sieve,
0: sieve. Leak like a sieve. Sure, I mean I'll go with it either way. It's spelled like weird as fuck, man. Take another. <laughs> glug 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 glug. Brent, mm. slow it down. That was too many glugs.
2: <laughs> that was on you. No, Yo, that was all you. You were glugging. I was over here <laughs> chugging. Whatever. Alright, so we also got a dog pick from your wife, yeah. Amanda. Which is a picture of your dog. So Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but super cute. Yes. It was. Yeah. The webcomic. Coming in twenty eighteen.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> maybe. We'll we'll uh, share that out though, right? Uh, that dog pick. We'll tweet yes. it tweet
3: yes. or something.
2: We'll we'll have that on, on on the tweets at the instas and uh yeah. Uh, one carrier pigeon that we're going to send out. So if you do find that carrier pigeon, if you're gonna, unravel it, scroll <laughs> around its leg, and uh, there you go. You've got a picture, picture of a dog. uh Savannah Bear. People
0: would be like, what the, the fuck dog. is this supposed to mean? There's a bird, a <laughs> picture of a dog flying around. It's like Homer bound up in this bitch. I think he's trying to get back to his loved one. I'm not sure what's happening.
2: Get a life You Get nine of them. <laughs> So we'll do uh, uh, tweet that out. And we'll also tweet out the picture uh, that Kent Blue emailed us. Did you look oh at it? Oh, my God, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I've, I've seen this picture before. Oh, I hadn't. But, oh, uh, and, and I don't know uh, <laughs> why Kent sent this to us uh, out, of the, out of the blue, <laughs> yeah. of course. Out of the blue, like his, his name. But um, it's a picture of Chris Evans from Captain America, the first Avenger. And at, after he turns into the fully-physiqued uh, uh, Steve Rogers... He chases somebody through the streets of Brooklyn and he's barefoot, or his character is supposed to be barefoot, but they didn't want to film it that way for the movie because he's going to get his feet all tore up and shit. So uh, they have these uh, feet boots. <laughs> so it's it, they're boots that are wrapped around his feet that are the same color as his flesh. Yep. And they, they have like toes painted on them. Oh, and everybody. It's, so it's weird. weird. It's super weird looking, but we will certainly tweet that out. So if you haven't seen it, Go to our Instagram and Twitter and check that out and, uh, be weirded out by life a little
0: bit. Listen, I gotta say, I had never seen that before and seen the subject line of Captain America feet boots, uh, I think is how he sent that. And I was like, what the fuck's that about? And you open it up and you see that shit. That was weird, mm-hmm. man. That is some weird shit, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny. Cause I think I've seen something similar cause they, they had something like that for the hobbits, uh, for Lord of the Rings. Um, mm-hmm cuz i know like uh one of there's some story about like one of them stealing their pair like uh one of the not Elijah Wood but one of the other guys one of the other four and uh mm-hmm. and i was like yeah that's a thing whatever but man just like seeing chris evans just like standing around like <laughs> just standing around in feet boots it's weird man like i want to know what that was like at the craft table getting getting some food and stuff if he's just like what yeah. is happening you know
2: like when he had to be fitted for feet. Yes. That'd be, that'd be an odd day. Or on the zone. Maybe
0: that's what he, that's how he knew he made it. I don't know. Maybe he sent a picture that's of that true. to his folks and was like, guys, thanks for supporting me. Now I made it. Do you think he was allowed to keep those? Because who else I know. would possibly ever <laughs> want those? You know, he just has a mug all of his shoes just in case.
2: <laughs> he just wears them out on occasion.
0: Just to mess And with then he old. puts them he puts them inside flip flops. <laughs> I imagine too, like, I want to see him at a pool party where he has shorts on <laughs> and the boots clearly are boots because they like stop. Like you're not with yeah. you know, they don't terminate the pants. And him just like act totally mm-hmm. normal. Flip flops on, just like fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Doing my thing. I'm Captain America, yeah, bitch. Right? And then
2: he spikes a volleyball. And yeah,
0: people are like, I don't know, it's fucking Chris. <laughs> He's weird, man.
2: <laughs> oh man. Um so yeah like I said uh, this is going to be a shorter segment here with uh, Steven and I and then the longer portion of it will be with uh, Steven and uh, his uh, his brother Danny uh, but uh, we do have a, a few uh, mini topics that we wanted to to crawl up in so um <laughs> uh, one thing that uh, that happened last week and when we were not recording is it was uh, announced that Marvel Comics uh, regained the Conan the Barbarian uh, license to uh, to publish comics under that, <clears throat> under that as my voice, grows. <laughs> and um, this is a. It, it seemed odd to me out of out of yep. Out of everything, I guess um, that Marvel would go back to it now. Um, w- uh, Joe Casada, who used to be the uh, the editor in chief with Marvel, said that he would love to get Conan back. Mm. And, uh, by the way, saying Conan seems oh, weird, so weird since we've got Conan yeah. O'Brien and everybody used to call him Conan, but now we're just all trained to say Conan. <laughs> I know
0: it's, it's like the other way now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Conan is, uh, is something that, uh, that Joe Quesada wanted to have back, but he hasn't been editor in chief for like four or five years. years. Um, so it's kind of weird that they're, they're getting the license back, but whatever. I mean, it's just one more, <laughs> one more thing for Marvel to have. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to whatever comics they put out because they have a pretty good roster of creators over there. So I, I don't I don't know why they, they sought that out. If they just like, yeah, and we have this back now. They used to publish uh, Conan comics back in the 70s. Um, so maybe it just gives them better access to yeah. the old comics they used to publish or something. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) know what this is. I mean, when Marvel publishes Star Wars comics currently, Mm. but that's also because Disney, their parent company, owns both Marvel and and Lucasfilm, so that makes sense. Mm. But um, Marvel hasn't really been a licensed comic publisher for uh, a few decades now. Um, Back in the day, they used to have all kinds of licenses. They'd publish Power Rangers. Oh, really. um, they did Transformers, GI Joe, Barbie comics. <laughs> um, they would do um, Nickelodeon comics, Ren and Stimpy, oh, and Rocco's Modern Life, all that stuff. But I don't know if they're trying to go back into it or or what. But I, it, it's something that showed up on uh, on my radar. I was like, this is this is a weird thing.
0: Where I, I the only thing I can think is that they just want like all the stuff they've ever done. Like now it's like a, a huge because like it wasn't like the '90s is when they started selling off all their film rights and stuff, or maybe before that that like yeah, spider-man yeah, and the, all
2: that and yeah when when marvel filed for bankruptcy yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so
0: it's like they were like yeah. uh we're not doing really well we're gonna sell the shit and now they're like we're, we're kind of the best <laughs> game you know game in business so we're gonna get all our shit back uh we got a lot of money now <laughs> maybe that i don't know like that's but, weird <laughs> uh,
2: it's it's i guess it's maybe coming off the the heels of uh disney buying fox yeah it's uh just seeing them buy like other properties as well yeah. it's like and we'll also take this
0: and this you're like we're, we'll take casper uh we'll take some casper uh <laughs> the mattresses and the friendly ghost <laughs> we'll take uh take all those things yeah it's weird i don't know i was never really yeah. like i was never really in a conan coat seat conan uh mm-hmm. I, I like the movies that were out and stuff I never really watched those mm-hmm. that I remember. Uh, there was another movie. I feel like it was a ripoff of that called Beastmaster. Well, I used to love Beastmaster.
2: <laughs> I've heard of it, yeah.
0: It's glorious. Someday I'd really like to watch that super drunk. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Conan was never my thing. So I don't think I'm going to be rushing out to read these comics. Marvel. What? Stephen, I've, I've already uh, subscribed you. So. Damn it. 2019, <laughs> that will show up at my door.
2: <laughs> okay January 1st
0: I would be so confused even after this I'd be like what the fuck is this about
2: yeah wherever you are partying on uh at New Year's Damn. right at midnight somebody's gonna walk up and hand you six issues you of know, a New. going in the bar that would be, be
0: pretty fucking epic man <laughs> especially if I was partying with you and then you just look over knowingly and you have a martini from out of nowhere and I've never seen you have a martini crantini or apple mm. uh, appletini maybe but uh mm. out of nowhere and you're just like yep and just like wink at me I'd be like, "Wow, that was that was a good setup, man. That was years in the making, <laughs> a year in the making." Uh,
2: my wife's personal trainer; he's been wanting me to do an art commission for him, and um, she was telling me she was kind of the the middle middle mm. woman uh, between uh, he and I. And um, she said hey, he wants a, a drawing of Wolverine. I'm like, "Okay, I'm listening, <laughs> fighting." Yes, Conan the Barbarian. I'm like,
1: "What?" Conan? Like, it's such a
2: such a random thing, like. He um, knew, man. Her personal trainer and then Barack Obama are like the only, <laughs> like, people I know who've talked about Conan the Barbarian. What? Barack
3: Obama? Then,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, he, he grew up on Conan and Spider-Man comics. Oh, that's funny. Those were his, his two characters,
0: though. So. Who knew, man? I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Well,
2: it, make, it makes It makes
3: sense for... And no one's half the battle, Steven. It makes sense
0: for the Barbarian because he's, uh, or for the Barbarian, I think I just called him a Barbarian, for the, uh uh trainer what what the fuck did you call him oh, personal,
3: personal trainer. trainer
0: okay listen yeah. everybody i'm not even drunk i just went through a muscle trainer is like where my brain my my main my my mind where your brain main <laughs> brine. <laughs> my my brain went <laughs> <laughs> i am all fucked up right now I, you did way too many glugs i, I told oh, you damn it you're you, right about the glugs with the glugs wow uh Anyway, it makes sense with Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, as the movie version of Conan that maybe he would uh, go with that. I don't know. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. So there it is. Okay.
2: Well, you've heard it here. Uh, <laughs> final word. <laughs>
3: right. moving, um, on.
2: Uh, moving on. Moving uh, on. The first full season of Marvel's Runaways, which is 10 episodes, is now available on Hulu. Excellent. So, if you guys wanted to subscribe and watch all ten now, um, I will wait, and we're all set to wait.
0: <laughs> Did you finish it? I <laughs> yes, assume,
2: yeah. Of course, right on. Uh, yeah, we uh, we watched the tenth episode last week, and um, I'll be honest with you, there was a, a point in episode ten where uh, I <laughs> I uh, threw something. Mm-hmm yelled motherfucker, (laughs) and then crossed my arms like a baby um, because something angered me. But then by the end of the episode, it wasn't a big deal.
3: Okay,
0: so we're all right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Spoiler question, potentially. Mm -hmm. Is the dinosaur Mm -hmm. okay? All dead. They're all dead. Fuck. What? Is the dinosaur, though? (laughs) What? Is he okay? Is that what made you upset? Uh,
2: Whoa. Okay, Stephen. Uh, It's 2018. This dinosaur is a girl, okay? Her name is Old Lace. Wow, okay. She does have an, an, a nose ring. Well, of course. I'm not joking about it.
0: <laughs> so I apologize. Is she okay? Yes. Does she survive? Is that what got you so upset?
2: Um you can't say. Okay, spoilers. Spoilers. Yep. Uh yes, but it's okay. <laughs> Everything's okay. okay.
0: Cuz I could see that outside of you liking it or whatever. Like I could just see them killing that character or whatever you're know, like killing that idea because it's like cgi intensive and extensive i was surprised that they like kept that in the show i assume it's like C- cgi right uh
2: there's she a is. a dinosaur puppet that takes six puppeteers to That's operate including awesome according to wikipedia one person whose sole job is to make it look like the dinosaur is breathing <laughs> which i want that job i can do that job please hire me um but uh yeah there there are some parts where it's okay. cgi the cgi doesn't look Look yep. too bad. I mean, it's not like movie quality, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes movie quality isn't even yep. that great, which we'll get into here in just a <laughs> minute. But um, but yeah, overall, I, I really enjoyed the series. Um, the executive producer of the series said it's like the OC set in the Marvel Cinematic yeah, Universe, that's cool. and it very much okay. is. Um, I I like almost all the characters that are in the mm-hmm. show. Um, there there are a few characters I'm just like, why is why, My- why are we spending time here but um, those are few and far between and i think that the story is really intriguing and as somebody who's read the comics there's enough um changes to uh uh, specifically to some of the adult characters the Mm -hmm. parents that um it keeps everything else interesting so cool
3: yeah
0: well i'll give that a shot now that it's actually out there uh in full i'll give it a shot and 10 episodes is easy so are they uh, an hour or whatever 40, 40 something,
2: uh, around yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's on Hulu. So yeah, about uh, 55 minutes yeah, or awesome.
0: so. Um, yeah, I've been, I won't get into a lot cause I, I want to move on to the MCU stuff where we'll talk about in here in a sec. But, um, mm-hmm. last night Amanda was out of town. So I was like, Hey, you know, I've had a bunch of stuff. I've been thinking about watching and like none of the movies I thought about sounded that great. So I started a few things and, uh, I started watching uh, season four just came out of black mirror. I don't know if you've seen any of the black mirror mm-hmm. episodes before
2: haven't seen them i've heard they're great oh, they're so
0: cool yeah. the first one is uh it was really good um has uh jesse plemons i think is his name um from breaking bad and and he's doing some other stuff now but uh it was kind of like mm-hmm. a star trek looking thing and uh they black Mirror is just a fucking cool show so that was that was rad and then uh there's another show on netflix that just came out from britain called uh the end of the fucking world it's based on a comic book
2: it is based on yeah a comic, do you know yeah. that book mm-hmm. did you
0: ever read that or anything
2: I haven't read it, no. Uh, but I we watched the trailer that was on Netflix. Oh, for the show. See <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty nuts. No,
0: yeah, yeah and it was. Uh, I showed it to Amanda, and she seemed, you know, like okay or whatever. But uh, it, it looked funny to me, and I was like, I need this is my humor. And first off, I started it, and it's like 17 or 18 minutes long, and I was like, fuck yes, this is great. So yeah, oh, really, that's all. it uh, is? No, there's more. That sorry, there's more episodes, but yeah, oh. the first episode was like 18 minutes long, so I was like, oh, that's easy, I can digest that real quick. Like I can just watch that. And yeah. See what I think. So last night I was just watching some stuff, so maybe in a night I'll, I'll throw in an episode of uh, uh, Runaways and see what I think of it, because it sounds cool. Yeah,
2: that's really good. There's a dinosaur I mean, in it, so... why how, not? How that's can it right. be bad? How can it possibly be bad? <laughs> you answer me! I
4: don't have an answer, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> All right, so um, Stephen and I have both been re-watching the MCU movies, um, doing the... Uh, one movie a week leading up to adventures of infinity war or approximately one movie yeah. a week. You know, there's some give and take there, but so far we've rewatched iron man, the incredible Hulk and iron man two. Did you watch them in that order? Yeah, I'm going
0: to watch them in uh release, in order. release order. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the same okay. thing for you? Yeah, me-
2: yeah. I was, I was thinking about watching captain America first, but mm-hmm. then I thought it's, it's really set like immediately before the Avengers, but the bulk of it takes place in
0: flashback. Yeah. So yeah, I figured I would just start there.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Um, uh, with, with Iron Man, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to watch it again. It's been so long since I've actually been able to go through this series because there's so many of them now. So I really wanted to mm-hmm. see it all kind of play out, especially because um, even though when, whenever I'd watch, like before the Avengers or Avengers 2, before like, I would watch a lot of them leading up to that. Um, I pretty much always skipped the Incredible Hulk. Um, I honestly didn't think it was part of the universe because it's so different. Uh, um, yeah. I didn't realize that Iron Man came out like right before it, like the same year, I guess, but like it did, right yeah. before it. Yeah. Like yeah. a month or two That's before. That's so it, weird yeah. to me. Like it, watching it again was bizarre. Uh, it feels so different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I, usually skip that one. So that was really interesting to watch that, especially, uh, between Iron Man and Iron Man two. I was like, I haven't mm. done that since 2008. So...
2: I'll, I'll admit I didn't, uh, didn't start watching these movies until, uh, this past Monday I was off for MLK junior day and I thought I'm just going to mainline these motherfuckers. (laughs) And, uh, I had a little bit of hesitance, like starting with Iron Man, um, just because like, you know, I've seen this movie a thousand times at this point, you know, it's just going to be kind of a slog. I started the movie and no joke about seven minutes into it. I was like this, I fucking love this movie. It's so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so glad to be watching this right now. And it was like the enjoyment continued throughout. I know there's some problems with the like the, the CGI villain at mm-hmm. the end of it and, and, and all of that stuff, but I don't care. I mean it's it is what it is, yeah. you know. I I um it's it's really just kind of the start of, of Tony Stark fighting. Uh, other versions of himself mm. you know other like robot people yeah. for the most part but um like all of the, the the character portrayals are are so good um I even though I know Jeff Bridges is in this mm. every time I watch it I'm like holy shit Jeff Bridges is in yeah this, right you know? he's good too I like him in this role <laughs> he, he really yeah. is yeah he's great in everything um, but yeah it, it makes me a little bit bummed out that all of the villains, especially like for the the earlier parts of the MCU, have just been killed off. Like every movie, yeah. they all they've all died yeah. Uh, immediately. Yeah, they, you, you can't really carry them forward or anything.
0: That's like a thing, and it seems like comics or whatever in general is like you know they live to fight another day, and I'll get you again, Spider Man mm-hmm. or whatever. Like it's yeah. like they can always come back or, or join forces or whatever. It's kind of weird to think about mm-hmm. an alternate universe of uh villains in the MCU getting together and stuff mm-hmm. that we've like seen before. That'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> You know, we'll never have it. How,
2: how did you, but, no, but, no. but it would be interesting. <laughs> what did you, what did you think about rewatching Iron Man?
0: Yeah. So, uh, I kind of felt the same way that you did in the beginning. Uh, but honestly I kind of kept there. Um, Iron Man's a fantastic movie. I, I like it a whole mm-hmm. lot. Um, uh, it's Robbie Downey Jr. is amazing in that role and it, and it brought him, uh, back to the world, you know, and everything. So that's great. Um, I just feel like I've seen it so many times that I, I feel like it's almost more like even keeled now like I'm just kind of like okay. this movie's good the whole way but I didn't I, I wasn't really excited about it um, and uh, and I, I kind of wanted to get on to the incredible Hulk because I hadn't seen it in so long um, so I watched those mm-hmm. uh, about a week ago but uh, close together um, I also didn't watch Iron Man um, right at the beginning of this year but um, but I was kind of like, yeah, I'm looking forward to get to the, to something I haven't seen in a while. It was almost like the back and back to back of like watching something I've seen so many times and then not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, Iron Man is still really good. Um, I dig this story. Uh, I'm, i I'll, I'll say more about it when I get to, when we ta- start talking about Iron Man too, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. Iron Man to me is like, I almost feel like I need a break from it for a while to get like my love mm-hmm. of it back. Uh, my, my excitement of it back, I would say.
2: It was the first movie that you and I watched together at theaters, or in theaters. I do not remember that. <laughs> With the girls? <laughs> it was me, you, and Amanda. Yeah. My, uh, my wife, then girlfriend, uh, Brandy, was sick that day, so she wasn't mm-hmm. able to make it. But yeah, uh, we went to eat at Texas Roadhouse, mm. and uh, seeing people scrape peanut shells on the floor for somebody else to sweep up drove me fucking nuts. Uh, um, and the country
0: music probably just drove you nuts, too.
2: Uh, I have completely blacked yep. out on all of the, the audio mm-hmm. there. I don't know if you guys were trying to talk to me there or not. Uh, I did have earplugs in well, and my earplugs had earplugs. So I, was, yes, I didn't hear you shit. walked in and you,
0: you grabbed two stakes and you just shut against your head, walk your ears <laughs> out and you just shook your yeah. head and just stared at the waitress the whole time. We had mm-hmm. a order for you. I remember that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was. It was strange. It was very expensive. It was a very yeah. expensive uh, date for myself. <laughs> right. So but yeah. right, this so, is hilarious um, that
0: you were a third wheel with us, I guess, through I was.
2: I was very much the dinner and a movie. I don't and, remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually one of the first times that you and I met. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it was the first time, but um, but yeah, we didn't even sit next to each other. It was uh, me, Amanda, and then you because Amanda and I worked together. Oh, yeah, yeah, so I knew her better at that uh-huh. time. Um, but she and I don't have a podcast, so what's
0: <laughs> take that, bitch. But <laughs> I'm sorry,
3: I didn't mean it. <laughs>
0: but
2: um, the this was the the first movie in the MCU, so we had no context for sticking around after credits to see that. Oh, at, yeah. uh, after credit scene. We so, didn't stick around uh, for it that. It wasn't. No, oh. no, we didn't even know about it. How would we have known wow. about it at that time? You know. Uh, we wouldn't have thought because most movies at that time did not have after credits. It's scenes. a different so, world. I'm telling you. Um, so it wasn't until like later that that following week that that clip showed up on I think YouTube. Yeah. And I uh, watched it in uh, in silence before <laughs> it, it got taken down. But um, but yeah, so this this kicked off the uh, the whole thing after the credits uh-huh. thing, and uh, I uh, I dug it.
0: On that note, uh, I will say about Iron Man, um, you know, the, the, so it'd be kind of fun to mention the credit scenes, I guess, as we go through these, if, if mm-hmm. we want to or we can, but uh, sure. the, Nick Fury comes to, to Tony Stark at the end of this one, but since I haven't seen The Incredible Hulk in so long, I had no fucking clue that Tony's the one that shows up at the end of that one. Oh, really? You, you I forgot totally about that? forgot about that. <laughs> it was very shocking to me. It,
2: yeah, and the thing about the Incredible Hulk is it's not even an after credit scene. It is part of the movie. It's like the. It's end like of the right movie. at the
0: okay, yeah, it's yeah. I don't remember even when it started yeah, playing.
2: Yeah, there's no like stylized credits in between it yeah. or anything. It's just tacked on to the end, and that surprised me because for whatever reason, in my head, I have memory of staying after oh, the really? credits to see that. But <laughs> evidently, you that's not that's not the case. It is it, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is literally in the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, it, it's not even like. Oh, no, he's just in the after credit scene. It doesn't count. No, he's... He's there. He's in the movie before the credits roll, so, I mean, it, it counts. Random. So, I guess, technically, that movie doesn't have an after credit scene. Yeah. It's just... That's that's just part, part of it. It is. Um, after his scene, it has Edward Norton. We see him going up to his uh, log cabin out in the... Someplace with snow. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Kentucky, I guess. <laughs> and, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, we we have that scene play out and his eyes turn green or whatever, but uh, then it cuts to to the credits. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it was so weird. I I, I can't believe how how blatantly I misremembered. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, like I I have a specific memory of like yeah. sitting in the theater being telling telling somebody just like no no, no let's wait till after
0: credits. I it's totally fake. Yeah, I know.
2: It, I'm like Wolverine. I've got fake memories implanted. I in I
0: would me. love to, to think if like go back to this and that scene plays out at the end of the movie and you're like no 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 you gotta wait. Gotta wait. I'll remember this someday. <laughs> Guys, this is gonna be so worth it.
2: Um, so The Incredible Hulk, uh, mm-hmm. as we stated, it doesn't have, uh, I guess we did state, Edward Norton's in this, yeah. not uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo yeah. as, as the Hulk. And uh, let me just say, uh, I'm an atheist, but uh, thank God for Mark Ruffalo. Oh my God, Because yes. this movie is, much like a dog says, it was rough.
0: Um, <laughs> it was rough.
2: There... There's, um, I, I rewatched this movie a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I remember thinking it was okay. Um, it's one of those movies I haven't watched as much as, you know, the other Iron Man movies or yeah. whatever, just because there's not as much continuity mm-hmm. that's l- traced forward and in, in other stuff. But yeah, this movie was, um, I, I, I didn't hate it or even dislike it, but it's just kind of <laughs> like, okay. You yeah. know, it, it was, it was just okay to
0: me. I think I disliked it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I was at least really bored.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, the, the CGI in this movie. Holy shit. When people oh, say, yeah. um, I, I hate CGI because everything just looks like a video game cut scene.
3: Uh, yes, yep. you do have a point <laughs> with, this, with this
2: movie. Like, All of the CGI characters look fake as fuck. Oh, the
0: Hulk looks awful. Compared to
3: now. He
2: really does. Like, all, all of his muscles are just, like, constantly, like, striated yeah. or whatever. Like, they're just, like, constantly flexed yeah. and, and everything. It, it looks unnatural. unnatural. And yeah. that's saying something when you're talking about a 12-foot <laughs> <Yeah. a 12 laughs> tall green but he, uh, monster man. But he but but. does now.
0: He looks so much better. Like, they really... he looks
2: like a, a regular dude. Especially
0: from you know? uh, Ragnarok. We gotta actually see him just, like, walk mm-hmm. around and be, like, a normal person, basically, instead of yeah. just fighting all the time.
2: See that Hulk booty.
0: Yeah. Oh. Spoiler, <laughs> Brent. Ah. <laughs> Ass spoilers. <laughs> the best kind of spoilers. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, this one, man, the the CGI is is definitely uh, lacking, for sure. There's mm-hmm. some weird stuff. Yeah. There's some weird scenes. I, I forgot so much about this movie, man. It is weird, yeah. like there's a scene where they're like trying to catch him and they're like in a field and Liv Tyler's there. For, also, I, I had to stop and Amanda was kind of in the room. She wasn't watching it. But I had to be like, Amanda, do you remember that Liv Tyler is part of the MCU? <laughs> Did you ever know that? It's so removed from the rest of the movies now. It's so weird. Uh, but yeah. anyway, they're like in a field and they're trying to capture him and her dad is there and he's like going to double cross him. And all of a sudden, these like fucking hummers jump out of bushes and they mm-hmm. have guns and they're jumping that's where they live. I was like where where'd they come from? What is happening? <laughs> it was the weirdest thing, yeah. man yeah
2: it, yeah it's uh it's it's a movie that yeah. happened. Um, I mean it's technically part of the MCU. Yeah. Um, we do have General Ross that shows up mm-hmm. in uh, Captain America's Civil War, so that continuity is there and then we've got in the Avengers um, when Colson um, is it Colson that gives I don't know who pulls up the display. It might have been Tony that that pulls up the shield file. Whatever, it has clips of. Um, there's just oh. Tony watching clips of like Thor and Captain America, and there's also like the mm-hmm. Hulk, uh, but you don't you don't get to see his face because they're like, yeah, that.
3: Yeah, that,
0: that <laughs>
2: so it's just like the Hulk picking up uh, a vehicle or something yeah. like that from the Incredible
0: Hulk, but. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, it's uh. Strange. And then obviously Tony Stark was was in you know at the end of the movie or whatever, but. Um, mm-hmm. what I thought was so jarring about that. And I'd forgot about that scene was later on. And like, if you, if you take out the incredible Hulk, I don't know if you, if you can, cause I, I've just essentially just like locked that out of the MCU for all mm-hmm. these years. So yeah. if you can do that for a second, um, Tony's trajectory in, as part of the Avengers makes a lot more sense to me because he gets like approached at the end of Iron Man, uh, Iron Man two, I actually haven't quite finished the end of Iron Man two. I've just seen it so many times. Uh, I need mm-hmm. to finish it tonight, but, uh, uh, so I don't remember what how, what happens in that credit scene, but uh, uh, later on, you know, it's like he's like in and out all the time. Like they're not really sure about him and then all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I was, it was so jarring to me to be like, "Oh, Nick Fury's here." He invites Tony, and then the next movie, Tony's inviting the Hulk, and I was like, "But Tony's barely in the Avengers." That doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. to me. Then he goes back out of it, so it's like if you take that out, it almost made more sense um, when he showed up. When it was him, I was like, "That's weird."
2: Yeah, I, you know, I forgot. There, there's some weird continuity. So at the end of Iron Man 2, when, you, when yeah. you finish watching that, at the very end where Tony is talking to Nick Fury in that room by himself, mm-hmm. um, they say that Iron Man is allowed... Spoilers for you, Steven. Yeah, for yeah, so. But spoilers <laughs> for <laughs> But uh, uh, he, he reads a file that says Iron Man is, is good for the Avengers initiative, but Tony Stark is not, and mm-hmm. he's confused about it. Like during that scene... Um, at the very beginning of it, there's a TV like in the the foreground, and it's like the reverse image. It's like one of those clear TVs. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, um, the reverse image of that is uh, news that says there's a um, some type of incident at uh, Colver University. Mm. So, technically, The Incredible Hulk takes place during that last scene of uh iron man 2 so in the continuity huh. it would be iron man 1 iron man 2 the incredible
0: Hulk. where does it okay so where's fast 5 though fast 5 takes
2: place at the end of fast 13 now they do uh-huh. hit a wormhole that's when it crosses over with the galaga universe oh, wow so yeah okay. and you to watch that movie you do have to keep pumping quarters into a vcr now I know it's confusing because mm. we're like digital, we've yeah, got Blu ray, yeah, yeah. why do we have VCRs? Obviously, duh, is Galaga as an 80s video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. You gotta put quarters in it if you wanna finish it. Now, that brings us back <laughs> to Tokyo Drift. It all comes back to Tokyo Drift. It's a linchpin. Okay. Yeah. Takes place after the iPhone was invented, everybody uses clamshell phones. Obviously, <laughs> Lil Bow Wow, he's, he's the king of the clamshell phones.
0: Is that a real complaint about the continuity of that movie? Because that makes total sense. It's
2: a real complaint oh, by yeah. me about that movie. <laughs> but
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I
2: just... There's so I many did complaints right about that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you just
0: heard it. You were there.
2: Life's Portland. Weird, man.
0: Yeah, that's really funny. They're like, we're going to just move this around. It's totally cool. No one will notice. And Brent. Yeah. Brent in Broken Air, Oklahoma is like, fuck no. What? They're using clamshell phones? Fuck yeah, this. it'll
2: be on my headstone. Uh, I, uh, will, I, I will never, I will never forgive
0: them for that. Um, never. Okay, so yeah, that changes. That's weird. I, I, I we'll see as I go through them and, and finish all these movies. That's why it's interesting to where you watch mm-hmm. them all and uh, and kind of piece all that mm-hmm. stuff together. So that's fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was kind of weird to see Tony there, uh, and I, it made sense that obviously it was the same year and they were trying to start this brand new thing of like this connected universe and everything. And so they're like, you know, mm-hmm. obviously Tony just had a movie bring him in and we can do that. Uh, but just later on, it doesn't make as much sense in my head. Mm. And, uh, but yeah, I was just kind of, kind of weird for that. But, uh, yeah, overall, it's the incredible Hulk. I I'm, I'm glad that I just kind of lopped it off. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about it was, um, I remember hearing the announcement for Ruffalo taking over that role and being very upset. Like a lot of fanboys were at the time. Cause I liked, I like Edward Norton a lot as a, as an actor. Um, I remember this movie being better than it was, and I remember him being better in that role than he was. I feel watching mm-hmm. it now, and maybe that's because Mark Ruffalo is so fucking good. And I like Mark Ruffalo, and I did at the time. I was just like, man, I really, I wish they would just keep the cotton. It seemed like a weird. It was choice. a weird choice, and yeah. he yeah. has definitely proven himself to be an amazing Hulk, amazing Bruce Banner. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that we don't have to deal with like him rehashing like uh, an origin story. That we kind of just got this out of the way, and then. Yeah, can be whatever now, because uh, he's just great as being the Hulk. You know, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. need the, the I don't really need the Incredible Hulk, even though it wasn't so much of an origin story because they kind of just like blow through things. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of glad that was just out of the way and we can get Ruffalo for the rest of it. So you
2: don't want a Prometheus type recounting of his origin? No, I didn't say that. To find out where where the Hulk came I wanna from. I want
0: to see Hulk go to Planet Hulk. I want to see him do stupid stuff. Take out, a, take off a helmet for no reason. All that, all that stuff. Definitely want that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Prometheus well
2: let's move on to the, the final movie I, I know we're running a, a tad bit long who could have imagined <laughs> that we would be long, long-witted um, but uh, Iron Man yep. 2 uh, so you're in the middle of, of watching that and uh, how how is it standing up for you
0: um, upon rewatch. I, I think we've talked about this a little bit in the past um, I fucking love Iron Man 2 thank right? you people shit
2: no okay so yeah <clears throat> This Please. might be, this might have to go on Let's Bitch About Stuff, uh, Wheel of <laughs> Destiny or whatever, but uh, no, fuck it, we're gonna do it right here. People shit all right? over. Iron Man 2. It is such a fun movie. It is movie. great. I get it. Look, I get it. He fights another robot sure. man, of course. Fine. Um, the uh, the villain, is it compelling? Whiplash? Okay, maybe. But all of the other stuff is there. Yep. I mean, it's, every performance in this uh, gets me. Yep. I just fucking love it, it so much. It is chock full um, of stuff. <laughs> little, little goodies is. everywhere, man. It's the, awesome. The, the the biggest complaint I have with the movie is that Tony discovers a new element mm. because his dad left it for him, but he left it for him in like a super cryptic, mm. like diorama of a thing, and like it still doesn't sit right with me. But
0: also, I'm just like,
2: fuck it, this movie's
0: fine. <laughs> Who cares, you know? Well, I was gonna ask you about that because I I didn't know if you could glean any more info. Or that I love that scene. I I like stuff about. Um, like, secrets, and, like, I thought that that whole thing is super cool, how it's, like, this map of this, like, World's Fair thing, and this, like, City of Tomorrow, but it's, like, he has to, like, use technology now to, to, to decipher all this stuff. I, I thought it was cool. It makes no fucking sense. Nope. And I don't know... Yeah, so clearly, like, you don't you don't have any idea. I, I was like, what do you... What did he do, though? All of a sudden, he just does yeah. all this stuff, and it's, like, an element, and then he's like, I can create that, like, but they don't yep. go into any... I'm like... I have to definitely, that's the one thing about this movie I have to kind of just go with, but I like the, the way they shot that story is really compelling to me. It's fast and it's like quick and it's like, oh, he figures all the stuff out and it's like, that's cool. And I'm just down with it, but I, it doesn't make much <laughs> sense. Yeah. I'll give it that.
2: And the element doesn't really do anything but save him from the, uh, poisoning yep. from his artificial, like, uh, arc reactor heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like the only purpose. Yeah, like like it the- seems like it would have another purpose for, for something else. Or then it would come back but up in the it. MCU
0: somewhere or yeah. something.
2: But uh, no, no, that's really funny. Off. But um, I I like uh, Mickey Rooney. Yep. Is it Mickey Rooney? Why does that that's sound weird? Ro- Is that right? That's not Rooney, Mickey, right? Wait, Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Is it Mickey? <laughs> Mickey Rooney. That would Mickey be Rooney. fucking <laughs> awesome. It's like an old old guy, right? Gene
3: Willard.
2: The <laughs> <laughs> peace Dragon. <laughs> I gotta look him up now. And just
0: imagine him in that
2: in that room.
0: How <laughs> won't that won't my Gosh, golly. Oh, that's so funny. Um,
2: but uh, yeah, I like Mickey Rourke yeah. as a, as Whiplash. Uh, it's not super comic accurate. Oh yeah. Uh, and by that I mean not at all. <laughs> uh, but they, it's, it's one of those characters that they revamped after the fact to make the comic version of Whiplash like the movie version of Whiplash, which is fine because mm. it's like a, a, a list Iron Man character okay. anyway. Kind of an odd choice for uh, an Iron Man villain, but whatever. He wants his, you bark. know, what I want my bar. Uh, he's,
0: he's fun in movies. Uh, I like watching him. Um, uh, I thought at least like Whiplash, like when he gets on the racetrack and he's doing that, like that, all the CGI and that stuff, and and the practical effects because they really flipped some of those race cars and stuff. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Uh, I thought uh, it, it holds yeah. up really well. But when he like just like slices through them and stuff, I, it's cool. I was like, I don't know why he thinks this is a good weapon necessarily, but it's really cool looking. So yeah, it seems
2: like he would have just built some like swords or something. Something yeah. a little bit easier. Even to that, him. yeah. And then uh, Happy runs into him with the yeah. car and just like destroys his lower body. But then later he's like, I'm yeah, fine. Whatever. I'll bring me. Bring me. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's it's weird though. I know that a lot of those things would bother me in another movie, but they don't bother me. it's just fun. Mm -hmm. I'm down with it. I don't know. Like, I don't want people shit on this movie so much.
2: I I don't know. I think it's just for a lot of people when they, they saw Iron Man, they, they wanted the, the, the bar to be set even higher for the next one. And we, we kind of get more of the same, which I understand, but I'm fine with it. I like the first one. Uh, I'm good with the second one. Uh, And I do love Sam Rockwell. Yes. Justin Hammer in this movie. Yes.
3: So good. He's
2: like, he tries to be so cool, but it just does not. Does not work at in any any respect. The
0: the part that I had to stop it at was right after he does his presentation. And it's right whenever they start like uh, going everywhere, but he like walks out and he's all doing his dance, you know, like you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and he says some fucking joke. I can't remember what it is right now. I was trying to remember it earlier. And it, it, it just like everything falls flat. Like he is just so the like anti Tony, uh, but just he's just yeah. such a wannabe man. Oh, it's so funny though.
2: Then all of the. Uh... The weapons he brings to add to the war machine armor yeah. <laughs> um, later, at that, uh, later at that army yeah. base, and he's going through all of them. He's he's like giving a presentation, and uh, each time he like describes something, it just gets funnier yeah. and funnier. And then the uh, the ex wife uh, <laughs> that he uh, he describes as like uh, the bunker buster that will bust a bunk a bunker or. Er, <laughs> it will pass through a bunker that it just like broke through to <laughs> yeah. bust another one or something like that. Like he really builds yeah. it up and then it, uh, the lack of the end of the movie is, is so hilarious. it's
0: actually, so that movie though, to me is like versus like the first Iron Man, like it's an origin story, the first one, but, um, and some stuff happens, but I feel like this one, this movie has a lot more in it. Like it has a lot mm-hmm. more character development. Like, I obviously like it's a huge shift from asshole Tony to like, Iron Man, Tony, that when he wants to save the world and be like that. But, like, he goes through mm-hmm. some shit in this movie. Like, he's dealing with, like, potentially dying. Like, he does all this weird stuff to to let Rhodey take his suit. And he's just like, I'm going to get drunk and, like, blow up my house because I'm just fucked up. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Pepper, you know, gets elevated in her role. And and there's, like, Coulson gets brought in. Um, uh, Scarlett Johansson finally shows up. Uh, you know, as Black Widow. That's right. Uh, like so much happens in this movie honestly I was just like yeah like compared uh, compared to Iron Man like a lot more happens I think and uh, I was a lot more excited about it watching it this time Um, I like Mm -hmm. throwing this movie on it's fun yeah it is same thing with with Iron Man 3 which I'm excited to talk about again Um, uh, I watched that uh, with a friend and like afterwards we were both like yeah that's cool and then like a little later he was like yeah I really dig it and I was like what that movie was great it took place at Christmas (laughs) it's Shane Black it's so funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it feels like this one. I feel like um, the Iron Man trilogy so far has been so great, but uh, Iron Man two and three mm-hmm. I think fit as a, a really good pair of being like just lots going on. But I'm down with it, and some people don't really like them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like whatever, I'm cool with it. Those people can be wrong. It's fine. Damn straight. Not a big deal.
2: We're we are right. <laughs> yep. Um, the in credit sequence of this movie uh, sets up the um, kind of what people make fun of now, which is the uh, Advertisement for the next movie mm. uh, in line, uh, so it sets up the uh, the Thor movie. Yeah. Essentially, we see that a, a hammer is crashed mm. in a dirt mound in the middle of uh, New Mexico, and I remember being so excited to see that oh, fucking yeah. hammer for the like the the thirteen uh, friends <laughs> of film that we get to see it, and uh, and other people will be like, "Why is there a hammer in the
1: dirt?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like,
3: why
2: so i had to explain it to a, a lot of uh, non-nerd yeah. people and uh now i think totally, people get yeah. it i would i would like to see i'd like to see the mind of somebody who's like seen all of these movies but isn't like super into mm-hmm. them you know isn't super into like marvel stuff um but still enjoys the movies to like watch them go back and be like this thing that you liked here's where it was seated yeah, here's where this was set up oh, and all fun, of this stuff it just it would be i wonder if that would like blow their mind that yeah. they were like seeding all of these things going back that far. You no, know? I
0: think it's cool. Like you said too, with like, if people are complaining about this kind of being like a trailer for the next thing or whatever, like I'm like, whatever, they're fucking awesome. And they're, they know mm-hmm. they're going to make them. So as long as they don't mm-hmm. tease something that's not coming out, I am on board of that. Like they're fun, man. And yep. it's, it's super cool to see the different connections and the little snippets of things. Like, um, I forget, uh, until I watch Iron Man two, I forget every time I feel that black widow shows up in that movie. And I'm like, oh, this is where she's introduced. <laughs> cool, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like yeah. a totally different role for her, you know, in the beginning. And then we then we see her later and, like, be a badass later in that movie but then later in the other movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's funny, to, like, ha- and it's good to be able to see it build up and everything uh, with Thor and all that. It's all cool.
2: I love the, uh, the scene at the end where... Um, she and Happy go into that uh, into Justin Hammer's <laughs> yes. building, and Happy's like fighting that one guy for that entire scene. So and good. then she's just taking out like a like several hallways yeah. worth of goons, you know. And then uh, he finally knocks him out. He's like, "I got him!" And then he looks, and there's just like a, a, a sea of and bodies that she's. He's like
0: so like uh, winded and stuff. Like it took like everything he had to get that one guy. It's so well done. Like I love that stuff. Uh, I thought Favreau did yeah. such a good job with that. That those two films mm-hmm. uh, were great. So,
2: yeah, I, I like his version yeah. of that character uh, whenever he shows up. And even though he didn't direct Iron I'm Man glad, three, yeah. um, he he still has a, a good role in that, and also in Spider Man Homecoming. Oh yeah,
1: so.
0: yeah.
2: Looking forward to. Uh, to I'm glad that, that he
0: uh, yeah was able to stick around and stuff for the for the series. I, I was wondering about that when he left the mm-hmm. director role. I was like, but he's a character, but he's not like always there. Like he didn't have to be, but it's like he's like happy's around, right, in the comic book or whatever. Uh, or uh, stuff. Typically, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I don't think he is currently, okay. but
0: uh, but yeah, it's like I would hate if part, they yeah. just like took him out because he wasn't directing. I was glad that he came back for now two films after that. So yeah, that's cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. So uh, I'm looking forward to uh, finishing Iron Man two, but uh, I'm also looking forward to watching Thor. I haven't seen Thor in a long time, so <laughs> uh,
2: I, I loved Thor when uh, it first came out, uh, and I'm going to imagine I still do, but now just like looking back on it at the the current version of Thor, oh, looking yeah. back. Where uh, Chris Hemsworth has like slightly shorter hair, and then also bleached eyebrows, yeah. <laughs> uh, and a weird like he he almost has like a a flesh colored oh, beard yeah. in that movie. That's funny. Yeah, I gotta watch um, that. Yeah, th- yeah, it, it was like Proto Thor. Yeah. They're still trying to figure him out. So <laughs> by the time he shows up in the Avengers, I, I think yeah. they got him right. But yeah, that uh, might take a a few minutes. It'll to be get weird. <laughs> used yeah, to that version.
0: It's it's just been a long time too. Like I I liked Thor the the first movie, but mm-hmm. I was like whatever. Um, you, you have that full back tattoo of
2: them.
3: Well, I
0: have that obviously. Mm
3: hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, but, uh, I, I, I liked that one. And then the second one I haven't seen in a long time as well. Uh, I think I only watched it like one or two times. So, um,
2: yeah, that one I'm not so much looking forward to. That would be on, uh, I've got, I've yeah. got a few MCU movies on my, uh, on the other side of the fence mm-hmm. that I'm just, uh, not that into yeah. the, the incredible Hulk being one of those and that Thor movie kind of being over there as well
0: so the incredible uh, hulk for me definitely uh iron man 2 and thor 2 i've heard about kind of from people that they don't like him for kind of the same reasons or, or just, i just always connected to my guess but um mm-hmm. i i the same way that i was like man i don't know why people don't like iron man 2 i was like i don't know why people don't like the dark world i thought that was really like an okay movie at least so i'm, I'm curious to see what i think about it watching it again uh see if mm-hmm. i hate it or love it uh if anything i i haven't watched it again since so it might just be one that i'm just like it's there you know so yeah. we'll see, but, uh, I'm looking forward awesome. to
2: it. Me too. Yeah. Looking forward to, uh, watching Thor and then just working my way forward to, uh, to Avengers oh, man. and, uh, man, I just love that movie so well, much. Well, and
0: after Thor, we get to watch Cap, right? That's where we're...
2: Yep. Thor, then, uh, Cap and then Avengers Yeah. and then, uh, oddly enough, Tokyo Drift. That's, uh, that's where it comes in. in.
0: Okay, Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, After all just those. because of
2: the way, just because of the way it was shot, you guys. You have to understand. You know, they didn't know. Listen, they didn't know it was going to be guys. a big thing. I mean, Universal has the whole Universal has, Fast and Furious. So mm-hmm.
0: these franchises, they're going to cross over. You know, it's going to happen. And what's what I also just think, thought of too is uh, I I think the the crossover thing is a little more meta than even people realize because in the first Fast and Furious movie, The Fast and the Furious, uh, they were stealing. Uh, TVs and VCRs out of that truck, VCRs that you need now to watch, to put the quarters in for the Gallia. It's all connected. It's all connected.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the stuff they still at the beginning of The Fast and the Furious, if you like, just widen that mm-hmm. shot a little bit, um, you would see that the same thing was happening next door, uh, and it was the Foot Clan stealing v- what? VCRs and TVs because it does did you not it in fact ties into the 1990s teenage ninja turtles movie Mm -hmm. did you not
0: this makes yeah it's a whole thing total sense
2: i've got a a psychopath chart on my wall here filled with like yarn and push pins and all of that stuff it's all connected listen it's literally all i
0: i'm 100 percent on board with this because Mm -hmm. who is in tmnt but sam rockwell Damn right. Guys? That's where he started.
2: That's where Justin Hammer started. Brent
0: just blew this wide open. All right? I'm down (laughs) with this conspiracy theory.
2: Oh, man. And wait till you find out how it ties into the little women. It's going to blow your
0: mind. (laughs) You really got me with that one.
2: Oh, I didn't see it coming. All right. well, Nobody did. <laughs> did you have anything else to add on any of those three movies? Nah, I think it would be good. Okay. Well, let's throw it over to you talking to Danny, and uh, we'll be back after that.
0: Um, we thought about The Last Jedi, because it's a possibility, okay. because my views have changed.
4: Your views have changed about The Last Jedi. Welcome to the dark side, Danny. How many times have you seen it now?
0: Just twice. Twice. But I've read a lot of stuff. Okay. And I've watched a lot of stuff online, uh-huh. like Kevin Smith's review. Mm-hmm. He did like an hour and a half review of it on YouTube, and I watched like half of that. And it was pretty interesting. Did he did get you get some qualms about it too, but... Did you read Joseph gordon two 2,000-word essay that he wrote? I didn't read it. This? I just heard about it, yeah. Did I you read it? No, I haven't read it, because yeah. I don't think I want to, because I don't uh, yeah. care <laughs> Are
4: you really? That, like, you don't...
0: Yes. How many... Did you watch it just once? Yes. But you'll... I mean, obviously, you'll watch it again.
4: Yeah, I don't think we'll go to the theater again. I think we'll just yeah. wait and buy it. Yeah, uh, it'll point. be worth buying it. But I just don't need to see it again in the theater. Yeah, not with it, like, Black Panther and all these yeah. other movies
0: coming up. Like I, I'm fine just waiting. Well, especially like this. Uh, Brent and I talked about that recently too. Like the um, uh, like this this year is like front loaded, like crazy, mm-hmm. like up through like May is like mm-hmm. most of the stuff we wanted to watch because we yep. did a, like a year you know we're looking forward to for, for 2018, and mm-hmm. it was like. Mostly through May, and yep. then barely anything else. Yep. So, exactly. that's cool. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like the the second time I went back, though, it was much better. Um, I had talked to a lot of people about it and stuff, but like once once I knew how it played out, even though it was not how I wanted it to play out, I was I could accept it basically. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued to see or to hear your thoughts after you see it the second time, eventually.
4: Well, and I. I I'm looking forward to seeing it again, but I don't have the same excitement. Yeah. Like with Force Awakens, I saw it on the day it came out, and I saw it two days later. Yeah. And I was just as excited two days later as I was the first time, and I loved it all. Yeah. And I, when I finished the Last Jedi, I did not want. I didn't think about getting another ticket. Yeah. And a lot of my issues with it. Are not the exactly the same issues I read about,
3: mm-hmm.
4: so okay. so I don't I don't agree with all of them, but mm. I also feel like some are characterized some some like defenses of the movie are characterized in a way that don't make sense to me. Mm. I just look at them in a very different way, mm. so I don't know that that would change. <laughs> yeah, and some of mm-hmm. it is so just watched Rogue One again. Mm. Recently watched Force Awakens again. And some things that they do really well are some of the things that I didn't like about Last Jedi, which has nothing really to do with the story and, like, canon and all of that, but it's about the visual effects and the attention to detail Mm -hmm. and when things look cheesy and, um, like, the aesthetic of it that Mm -hmm. I expected um, from from this director that weren't there. Yeah. And that was surprising to me. And... So it's some some things like that that I thought uh that I really appreciated in Rogue One and Force Awakens mm. that I felt like Last Jedi um kind of fell back on and didn't pay as much attention to. Yeah. And um but there's some things that are amazing about it. Um and but that's also what I said about Rogue One, and it uh. took repeated views <laughs> of Rogue One yeah, to make to me get love it. it. But yeah. for me the issues with Rogue One were there's a lot of complex storytelling that I thought wasn't mm. very clear in the screenplay. Mm. So the more times I watch it, the more I get. So then I get to a point where I watch it and I catch all the things that I missed initially. Mm. So that it has like, it kind out. of fixed itself. Yeah. And with The Last Jedi, I mean, there's things that I don't... I think it's those kinds of issues. Like one of my biggest things is, you know, I've read so much about people talking about... Um, like Force powers and mm-hmm. Luke and staying on the island and, and all of that stuff. And my biggest issue, which I hadn't, I've only read I think once, is not that they change a lot of things or that he stays there or that he's mm-hmm. kind of blocked himself away from the Force for so long until you know she gets there and and he changes that. But it's that I can't believe for any reason whatsoever and I can't believe it's like justified that he would abandon Leia Mm -hmm. and the other fighters to fend for themselves and I that's like what he has done Mm -hmm. or the writing has like set him up to do and it seems so horrible like Mm -hmm. I don't want to support or like I can't stand behind any character who's a protagonist in the story who permanently abandons the people he has fought for so, for so long, if he has to go recoup and if he's going there to learn stuff and figure things out and not mess up or something, I, I just can't believe that he would forever abandon supporting his sister who's, like, reading mm. all of this. That's really hard for me to, to accept.
0: So I would say, and I, I felt the same way a little bit at first, but one of the things I've changed on is that because um, people pointed out, like like, Yoda and... Uh, Yoda specifically, I guess, but uh, Obi Wan, kind of, but he, you know, he was watching Luke. That was part of his goal too. But like Yoda, like really exiles himself and is, mm-hmm. like cuts himself off as well. Mm-hmm. But what I think I could get behind in your point though too is that throughout the original trilogy, like Luke is always like, he left Yoda's training to go mm-hmm. save his friends. Like he's he was always doing that. But I think that that just speaks to like he got in a different place in this like between the movies to get here. And that he's kind of a different character. Like um, we just didn't get to see the transition, and so it's really hard to like square the last, uh, not the last Jedi, but the uh, Return of the Jedi Luke with the Last Jedi Luke. It's like really hard to get that thirty years in between and not see it. And so I'm wondering, like, if we'll get more backstory. That's why I think like nine is so important to make Mm -hmm. this one maybe better. Is that maybe it'll fill in some of those things? Like J.J. will do that. So and not necessarily like flashbacks. I don't know, but with his force ghost coming back or something like that, like, maybe they could explain some things or whatever, but, but, uh, I don't know, like, I kind of, when I, when I heard that about Yoda, I was like, yeah, I mean, like, he left whenever I'd be being slaughtered and everything, and, and he could have helped more, but he just was like, it were, you know, I needed to exile myself whatever, so, I don't know, I, I feel like it's kind of wanted. like, state, you well, know Well, and like part there.
4: of it is, and I don't know if this is, like George Lucas back then, writing the, like the <clears throat> the stories for those and the screenwriters and all of that, they might not have been thinking this. But one thing is, I feel like there was purpose in Obi Wan's and Yoda's self exile, mm-hmm. and they never closed themselves off to the Force yeah. like Luke did. Luke was permanently closed off mm-hmm. from everyone. He did that, and like we don't know that until he Ray senses that and mm. says it. Yeah, right. Um, and. But Obi-Wan exiles himself to Tatooine, but it's always to look after Luke. Mm-hmm. And Yoda yeah. exiles himself, or back to, I guess, where he's from, Dagobert, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's always tracking also Luke and Leia, mm-hmm. and maybe others, like other Jedi that had survived yeah. and were being like hunted down by Vader. But Luke has completely cut himself off from the Force, which means he can't sense or feel what's going on. Like, mm. he has literally, in every way possible, you know, to a Jedi... Yeah. ...cut himself off from communication. We really before, right? Like... I can't think of any... Because they don't do that. Right, so, they yeah. don't do that. Yeah. And, um... So I could see Yoda... Like, wise old Yoda saying, like, he has more value staying away and, um... They don't know that he's alive, also. Yeah, because if yeah, they know he's he, alive, that saved
0: at last minute, right, then Or whatever.
4: Palpatine would yeah. have sent Vader after him, <clears throat> and um, and maybe he looked for him, but like he's safe because he knows he can be safe where he is. Instead. Yeah, um, and so I feel like there was like purpose there, and that we witness it, mm-hmm. especially in *Empire Strikes Back*. And you know when Luke leaves and he's going to save his friends and. When Yoda's like, no, there's another, and all this yeah. stuff, and because he thinks Luke is gonna die, and now that he's going back, and well, Leia would survive or something. But yeah. um, I feel like that would be the difference, and maybe it's an insignificant difference to some people, but like,
3: it's all the work. Yeah, all the I difference. I feel to
4: like, you. I feel like, yeah, shutting yourself off when you have that ability, and he and Leia always had a strong connection mm-hmm. ever since Empire, and when he, uh, He's hanging, you know, in Cloud City, Mm -hmm. and he's kind of telepathically Mm -hmm. calling her, and she knows where he is. Yeah, like ever since then, we have like witnessed a strong connection, Mm -hmm. and um, and then Return of the Jedi, she can tell that he's alive. Like Mm -hmm. she tells Han Solo, like, and everything, he's alive, and um, all of that. So, I felt like that was a big thing for me to say. It's too much of a shift. Yeah, and um. I feel like we've talked about this, but I feel like there is a much stronger story that's still really interesting and different. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just feel like this is kind of poor storytelling in some ways. Mm. Um, and I, and- still,
0: I still kind of feel like that, and I'd like to get into that in a little bit uh, to see if you have like, some of the ideas you were talking about, whatever, because they sounded really interesting. And like part of Kevin Smith's review of it, like he had mentioned, obviously it's Kevin Smith. He kept saying, like, obviously I'm never going to direct a Star Wars film. I'm shitty director, like, he always self-deprecating, whatever, but he was like, if it were my movie, he's like, if you show me an X-Wing in the water, you better take that X-Wing out of the water. Like, Luke should have gotten it out and, like, flown back. That's, that's like, what Kevin Smith would have done, and I was like, yeah, like, they showed that, and he was like, cool, you you look at, um, I guess, Empire, right, whenever the, it was sunk, and, like, he's supposed to get it out of the water, and you know, he ends up doing it for him and everything, and it's like, yeah, it looks like they're setting it up, and then there's no payoff. And so there's, like, some things that I feel like even within the story that they gave us, if you tweaked a little bit, it might have been better. But but then now that I've seen it again and, like, I've had different thoughts, I like how it plays out. So I also like, like how he just does, like, the force projection. Like, I'm cool with all that. And so I don't really know how I feel anymore about all that stuff.
1: Well,
4: and it's interesting because showing us that X-Wing, his X-Wing mm. in the water... Um, one thing that did is it showed us that there was a possible way for him to leave yeah. after they... Because, you know, when she, when Rey leaves with Chewie and R2 on the Falcon, mm-hmm. like, the only way for him to leave then is yeah. for them to go back and get him or someone else mm-hmm. or for him to flat on his X-Wing. Yeah. I mean, it could have even been a moment where instead of the older master raising it, it could have been Ray is mm-hmm. like, you're going to fly this oh, that's and cool. And she like raises it and shows yeah. her power that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could have been any number of things, but um, they may have just shown us that to show us like, oh, he flew that old X-wing yeah. there. And it's just a little Easter egg kind yeah. of thing. And that's fine.
0: Or maybe you to get your hopes up that it would happen and yeah. change it. Yeah. Um,
4: and I'm glad that he, in the end, opens himself up to the Force again mm-hmm. and does that. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine with how that played out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, though, I still don't buy into the complete off of the Force. Mm-hmm. I buy into him going there, and there's meaning in that sight. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about him hiding forever from
3: yeah. people. Yeah.
4: There could have been some more deep, like, a deeper meaning there, mm-hmm. him really finding something. And I know there, were specu- there was speculation before Last Jedi came out that he was going to discover, and, like, the idea of not having any more Jedi was that she would be, Ray would be kind of this middle way mm-hmm. force, yeah. right? Not denying the, the bin- dark side of everyone, yeah, and not denying that everyone has some light, mm-hmm. but kind of just being, like, a well-rounded person and not trying to be... Like a monk,
3: yeah, but not also trying to be <laughs> yeah. some just
4: evil overlord,
3: uh-huh.
4: and to find the power in that, yeah, and that would have been very different. But at the end, I was so curious again because at the end, when um, Luke's projection is, you know, facing off with Kylo Ren on crate, um, he says, "I will not be the last Jedi." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is called The Last Jedi. Yeah. So why is it called that? And if it's setting us up to think that she won't be a Jedi, maybe she will because she has mm-hmm. the books now. Yeah. Like she took the books in there on the Falcon mm-hmm. with her. So maybe we won't see another true Jedi. Maybe yeah. she will be this kind of middle way. Um, and that would be cool. And mm-hmm. that would be very different. And for all the people want something different, like that would be something we've never seen before. But yeah. we've seen it has to be this one way mm-hmm. or the other.
0: Yeah, Um, and I hope they still kind of go with that, yeah.
4: But but I didn't like the line, I'm not going to be the... Or, you know, I will not be the last Mm -hmm. Jedi because even Ryan Johnson said Luke was the last Jedi. Like, in an interview before this came out. So there's little things like that that bother me. I just love the attention to detail in Force Mm of Weekends for some things. And it's not perfect either, but... um, There were things like that when the movie's called The Last Jedi, even. Uh And then Luke says, I will not be The Last Jedi, I I don't get the point of it.
0: I guess... I don't think I took it that way. Unless, in mind,
4: she isn't. And that would be amazing, and that's perfectly fine. Like, maybe he thinks she will be, because he doesn't know she took the books. Yeah, he doesn't, He thinks they were destroyed when Yoda blasted lightning.
0: Um, So I took it, and maybe more after my, like, reading of other things, whatever, I took it more as, like, the broom boy at the end. It was not Mm -hmm. so much, like... He was even talking about Rey. Mm-hmm. It was just like uh, like people talk about like the reason he did all that, and like the way the way he fights Kylo in front of everybody. It's all to give hope again, and like a myth, you know, that Luke Skywalker's back or whatever. And even though he's no longer here, that like it inspires them. And then you have the broom boy and all that stuff. Um, so I took it as more as like a uh, Luke wasn't sure throughout the movie. He was like it needs to die with me, but at the end he was just like no, like it needs to still be out there. Like the Force will be out there. There will be people to wield it, but um, I kind of agree that, like, the wording of it, though, makes it really kind of, like... doesn't make a lot of sense mm-hmm. uh, at, that, at that point, though, because if there's not a specific Jedi, then there won't be another Jedi. Right. There will be something else, so it's right. kind of, like, weird, but maybe, yeah, like you said, like, maybe it's just, like, he didn't really know that she had the books, and, you know, he's just kind of putting it out there. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's intriguing. Um, I would say, also, in my thinking about it of why he exiled himself too it makes more sense to me because I, I think it's like I have to fill in some of the gaps because they didn't they didn't tell us all the stuff that happened between mm-hmm. but um, I think essentially what Ryan Johnson changed in the universe that's really hard to swallow is that Luke has been our hero the whole time and I don't think Luke is really the hero of the overarching saga of, of Star Wars I think Ray is going to be and so I think that like Luke, through the original trilogy, that's all we saw, and it was all these good things, and we skipped 30 years, and we don't get to see that transformation. We just get the snippets of it. Mm. But when he turns on his lightsaber and then has that moment where he's going to kill Kylo and then decide not to, I think something about that shifted him into being like, I need to cut myself off because I had all these grand hopes of like starting the Jedi again and doing all these grand things, and I failed so badly that I just need to remove myself like if you took Luke out of things what would have happened in the world in the universe you know like in that galaxy uh over the, the original trilogy up to now and so I, I, I kind of I've accepted it more I guess and I'm cool with that that he would do that because he doesn't have a master to tell him not to or to like teach him not to or he doesn't have the same upbringing through the regular Jedi things that all the other Jedi did like you have to like kind of separate him from Yoda or from mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and be like he's making all this shit up uh, the entire time, like he trained with Yoda for a little bit, and not even a whole lot, and then he did all the stuff on his own and searched it all out over the years. So, I don't know. I'm, that's again where I think like nine could fill in some gaps if he were to uh, be there for Rey or whatever, which I'm hoping is going to be the case. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've kind of accepted that part. I'm I'm actually kind of cool with it now. Uh, it makes more sense to me, even though it's not maybe my preference. So I would say, and of
4: course this will be different now because of Carrie Fisher's death. Mm. Um, I feel like Carrie Fisher's character, Leia, would be the main hero mm-hmm. over the whole thing mm-hmm. if she had lived and if we had seen her in episode nine. Yeah. Um, I thought, I, f- I feel like where she's come from and not everything is more interesting than Luke mm-hmm. or, or some other main characters. yeah. Um, and... Um, I think Ray's fascinating
0: mm-hmm.
4: and everything, um, and I don't need her parents to be anybody special. am oh,
0: so glad they didn't do anything but, that. But, yeah.
4: um, I mean, they could have, and it would be fine. Even if it was, you know, it doesn't have to be some, like, Jedi family. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. she has to be some, like, niece or grandniece of Obi-Wan Kenobi or something. But even if it was, like, somebody who had fought... And who had seen Jedi and didn't want her mm. like saw her use those abilities and didn't want her to yeah. like what Gentile is mm. granddaughter or something um, you know that would still be some kind of connection and have some purpose to her being abandoned mm-hmm. um, and but to know that you know if it's if if it's true what Kylo Ren said about them you know being like nobody's and they're dead yeah. now and laying in a pauper's grave and, and she was really like just abandoned mm-hmm. um then that's fine oh, it's interesting though is i read a lot about how hey it's like she's not coming from any up-and-comer family or like yeah. powerful family and she you know it's it's different because it's showing like luke was the son of um you know vader and so he's this like lineage of powerful you know uh, people powerful with a force but and that's different and i thought and it's not different because we started out this whole thing with Anakin Skywalker who mm-hmm. was a slave
3: mm-hmm.
4: on Tatooine mm-hmm. and he came from nothing. Yeah, And already um, seen it. so we have seen that and yeah. so it isn't new. And so not that it makes me feel differently about whether she should be from some special lineage or mm-hmm. even related to a character we know of. Um, but the idea that this is like a, groundbreaking thing just isn't true the whole thing started with you know the family of the skywalkers mm-hmm. with a slave of all people not but just somebody who was yeah. like poor but like a slave mm-hmm. um and and that was our first you know characters, mm-hmm. you know to see fully evolve and everything um even though that was in the prequels and we didn't see that with the original trilogy yeah um But with all that said, so I don't feel like that's a great thing to point out. Like, it's never happened before. It's, like, a Mm -hmm. groundbreaking thing, which I've read many times. Okay.
0: I haven't really read that.
4: But it's still, like, perfectly fine with me. Mm -hmm. And... um, But it also made me think... Like, there were things in The Force Awakens that made me think she had memories of being with somebody because, Mm -hmm. you know, she's living in, like, the old adat or whatever. Mm -hmm. And at some point in her childhood, she had made a doll that looks like... Um, one of the rebel fighters in the orange.
3: Mm-hmm. and Yeah, she has it in her... So yeah, she has it like, in there, mm-hmm. and
4: that to me was a symbolic memory. Like, that was a little Easter egg, mm-hmm. if we paid attention, because otherwise, I don't know how she would have seen,
3: mm-hmm.
4: know that, and why she would make that at her age. But that might have been some memory. So that's mm-hmm. why I was wondering if somebody, a rebel before, mm-hmm. but not some powerful Jedi, but somebody who had witnessed things, like wanted her away from all of it. Yeah. And just maybe that was better for her. So there's little things like that where I thought they could have played with more, also. Mm-hmm. Um, and
3: it's not necessary. Yeah. It's not
4: necessary. To me, it would have just provided more of a thread yeah. and. Um, uh, that would have been kind of cool mm. but again it's not necessary <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, I always took that as uh, like she when, whenever Finn comes to uh, you know she finds Finn or whatever and he's like yeah I have like I'm supposed to we're supposed to find Luke Skywalker my like, we plans and whatever uh, and she's like Luke Skywalker like she knows it all and it's it, I think it, it's like Ryan Johnson took that a different way when he showed like the broom kids because the other ones like that that kid that's telling the story of what Luke did like has a, like, not an ad-ad anymore, whatever they're called, the new gorilla-looking ones. Mm -hmm. But he has, like, a thing of that. But, like, they're slave kids, too. Like, they have no, they weren't there. They don't know what these things look like. Mm -hmm. Like, they're on a, they're on Canto Bay or whatever that is, like, a rich place that doesn't have any war, you know, really there. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, like, I kind of just accepted it as, like, she heard about it or saw something, whatever, somewhere, maybe just copied it and made a little doll or whatever. Like, that stuff didn't bother me as much. But, um, there's something else I was going to say about that. I don't remember what it was.
4: But I feel like with J.J. J. Abrams, I feel like that was an Easter egg mm. for a potential thing. Okay. And it, it's one of those things that doesn't have to go anywhere because mm. it hasn't, like, ruined anything. Yeah. But that it could have. And um, when it does, I think it just has more of a, like, storytelling cohesiveness. Mm. Um, and because that to me was like something made from memory not a toy given to mm-hmm. her or whatever that's how I took that mm-hmm. and it was like this little rough you know thing put together mm-hmm. and it roughly looked like somebody who would have flown an x-wing or something yeah. right um,
0: so. so about her mm-hmm. lineage though mm-hmm. my my theory had always been from the force awakens that she was that Luke, took her away she was a, a really young like a youngling or whatever uh padawan uh that he was training whenever all that stuff went down with kylo because when kylo is like what girl and all that stuff whenever um they yeah. hear about that i think all that really was at least now in the canon of everything since ryan made his movie that i think all that was was like him just basically being like who who helped a girl helped whatever like whatever but it seemed like it was hinting that he knew that one escaped or something like that uh, or whenever, what, whenever unaccounted for or something. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's cool now that we're talking about this I hadn't really uh, ever connected it to that doll but it's like maybe Luke had that uniform and if she was there as a young child maybe she even not saw him in it but maybe saw the uniform yeah. and made something he put her on this thing Like I thought it was going to change into that like basically be an Obi-Wan thing but from afar not on the same planet as her but maybe he placed her somewhere to keep her hidden you know well I that that's where would, it was going to go the
4: idea that she would see that uniform from Luke would logical because yeah. we see we know that he still has his X-wing and that's mm-hmm. how he's gotten to the island yeah. planet um, and so it's some things like that that I feel like I, I don't know I think they make better stories sometimes yep. and I've read some comparisons and we don't have to get into this a whole lot but I've read some comparisons um, of like Harry Potter and the way J.K. Rowling mm. you know
0: I have not read those. this. This is interesting. So yeah.
4: some things that, it, they said somebody wrote, and I wouldn't stand behind this completely, but somebody wrote, what if J.K. Rowling had written her six books and got to the seventh book, mm-hmm. and Harry's like, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore, and was completely, like, was just like, I'm going to leave, and whatever. Mm-hmm. like That would like, ruin the, the grand story. Neville was stepped up. Who wants <laughs> to like have the person who's such a central figure Yeah. Kind of go off and completely do something and like could you imagine harry potter saying ron and hermione mm-hmm. you're on your own and everything and i don't care that dumbledore you know is dead mm-hmm. and wanted me to do all this stuff i'm leaving and completely cut everyone off like that is not a good story
3: mm-hmm.
4: and um you know they could have done some crazy things in the seventh to really mix it up yeah you know, more than it was and stuff but um uh, but when you sometimes when you change like a central character so much, mm-hmm. um, it seems like not just like a surprise, but illogical. Yeah, like we have characters, we have personalities. Yeah, and they don't always just change like that much yeah. that we would maybe like. I think of that abandoning the fight. Uh-huh. Um, but another thing is one thing that I think makes Roland such a, an amazing storyteller. Is her consistency mm-hmm. from the very first story yeah. all the way to the very end. And there will be, um, like, you can tell, like, people's, like, real friendships and the characters and all these things because there are these threads that are mm-hmm. connected the whole way. And she might reference something in the sixth book oh, it's from the first book yeah. or something. And that, to me, is amazing storytelling yeah. because it builds a world. And the world makes sense. And even if something is thrown up in the air, and you find out somebody's not a really a good person, or not a really bad person, or if there's like moral ambiguity or something, um, she still has these things where you're like, I c- you can believe it within the world she's created, and it doesn't make you think that it's bad writing mm-hmm. or something." Yeah. And that's where I feel like some of the things *The Last Jedi* just make me feel like bad writing, and it pulled me out of the movie, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about those things like during the movie and that's not what I Mm -hmm. feel like a good story or movie does Mm -hmm. and um, you might want to dissect something afterward and think about all of its potholes or the little tidbits easter eggs that you know you've gotten other people missed but um, I don't want to be pulled out and thinking why are they doing this and Mm -hmm. one example in The Last Jedi is at the beginning of the movie in the first scene where they're doing the bombers is The jokes where um, Poe Dameron Mm -hmm. is on the phone with General Hux Mm -hmm. and that kind of like banter is like a modern, almost like a U.S. Mm -hmm. like American kind of modern banter. And it was so weird to me. Yeah, I agree with that. That it pulled me out of the movie right away. Mm -hmm. And... I didn't understand why, like, good writing is at least knowing, like, you're in this universe. It's a long time ago in the galaxy, far, far away, not, like, 2015 United States or something. Mm. And so when he's talking about, like, your mom joke or, or you know, doing all these yeah. things, it felt so weird. It just felt really weird and didn't fit with anything. And that's not the kind of thing I, that I think is, like, a cool or kind of catchy mm-hmm. change or twist. And um, it was just weird. And I, I thought that was bad writing. And it's only for a little bit. Yeah. But it was enough to right away make me think, what is yeah. this? What's going on?
0: So I think that I give him a little more leeway with that because it mirrors that that scene between Kylo and Poe whenever they catch Poe uh, in The Force Awakens. Um, but I, just, I think I could agree... That it was better writing in The Force Awakens and it was better direction mm-hmm. and editing and stuff, and how long you let it go. Yeah. Or he let it go. That um, Poe is like snippy back to him and funny and stuff, but like Kylo shuts it down pretty quickly.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
0: that this scene just went on too long in The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. I don't, I don't, I think it was jarring and it took me out of it a little bit too at the first time, but. Once I digested a little bit I, and I went back, I was like, it doesn't bother me nearly as much mm-hmm. um, once it's there. That's another thing I just kind of was like, well, now that I know it's going to be there, it's fine. And it didn't even seem as long
3: mm-hmm. um, the
0: second time um, once I could take myself out of it. But uh, I think it was just a mismanaged, essentially, uh, joke that was supposed yeah. to be like a callback to The Force Awakens. So I was like, I kind of get, because I was like, when I rewatched The Force Awakens, I was like, that joke is really similar. Like the, the mod- modernity of it, the, mm-hmm. the modernness of it. Uh, is very similar to me. It's just that the execution is, is way off. So I kind of... That's another thing I would like... Once I watched it the second time, like that is like a blip on there. It doesn't bother me as much. But it definitely... The first time I watched it was really jarring. So I'm with you there.
4: Uh oh, The Last Jedi. Like I think... list of things.
0: So I think that in my th- rethinking of all of this or thinking about all of it... Um, I felt the same way versus The Force Awakens that it's like not as much... The Last Jedi is not as much fun. It doesn't inspire as much um, fandom or like that you want to go back. It's long. feels long anyway. <sighs> but after thinking about it a lot more and going to see it again, I'm just like it's, it's become a different beast to me and I, I really am so curious what it would have been like to live in a world where Star Wars didn't exist and then came out because we grew up with it like uh, I don't know how much you remember um, seeing them in the mm-hmm. theaters or whatever. Like at least Jedi. Um, so I was five when mm-hmm. the Return of the
4: Jedi came out, and I remember going to see that. It that's was my cool. second movie that I remember going to see. My first was ET when I was four in <laughs> 1982. Yeah, and I only remember the end where ET is leaving them and takes uh-huh. off, um, and then Return of the Jedi. I remember just a little bit of, um, and that's cool that you. But got then to see I that. grew up with every time they were on TV, yeah. then we would watch them and then we got the VHS and all yeah. of that. And then I went to the theater in the 90s when they were re-released when mm-hmm. George Lucas added all of the new footage and updated effects and all of that. Yeah. But I went to see
0: all of them in the theater then too. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know what, the, what it would have been like to watch Star Wars and then watch uh, Empire. And that's such a different movie. And I don't know how equivalent this can be to that, but I feel like it is um, where it's like, I've seen some like people tweet out um, and it, it sounds like it's going to be The Last Jedi and they're like, oh, all this stuff happens and they do these like, beats and it sounds really kind of like, yeah, it's the Last Jedi and that's what people are so angry about. And then they were like, yeah, this this was came out in 1980 and it's all about Empire. And it's like, yeah, if you think about it, like a lot of things changed. Um, I just think that what really hurt this one so much for that though is that it starts immediately after Force Awakens ended, and so without that, like, what is it, like, three years or whatever break in between Star Wars and, and Empire, it's... And Star Wars really just ends, like, it. it's a full, complete movie. Like, there's yeah. not... It, it, obviously, the Empire's still out there, but, like, they do their thing, and they get their medals, and right. like, it's credits, you know? Like, there's no right. lead-in. And so this is a really different, where it's like, we got a big cliffhanger, and we met right back up with that cliffhanger, and saw some other stuff, too, but um, I feel like it being so different... But being so close in time is what hurts it. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, you know, how I would have felt when Empire came out if I was an adult then, if I would have felt the same kind of way. And then now, as a whole, though, when I when I watch Star Wars, they're all that trilogy is just one movie essentially. You know, like I watch them all, and they it's one story. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if again when Nine comes out, I wonder how you'll you you know how it'll affect your viewing of this one or whatever. And maybe as a whole, you'll be like, you know, what this actually was a good turn, but. I've come to take it as like yeah it's not so much fun and the first time you watched it it wasn't as great and it takes you out of it but the second time it's like man I'm just thinking a whole lot now like the entire time I had all these theories about things online and I rewatched it and I was like okay this is cool the Force Awakens also like when Return of the Jedi he just like tosses the lightsaber behind him I was like, man, that ruins the end of the Force Awakens uh, because it's like that scene was so powerful with them staring mm-hmm. at each other, He's and so now he just with it. so emotional, and then he just tosses it. And it was it, it was like, man, that just felt like they literally threw away JJ's movie, basically. And it was I really I think jarring, that's a right? valid...
4: Th- I feel mm-hmm. like that's even if you're going to change all of this stuff, you have to respect the even just the last movie and the way it went and that emotional ending. Mm-hmm. Like, has to mean something. I don't buy... Yeah. Like, it's so weird that... um, The change in Mm -hmm. tone and attitude for... Tone for the movie and then attitude for Luke. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's, like, a great example where if you're going to change something, like, sorry, you have to fit it in with what just happened. Yeah. Especially like you said, when there's no break. Yeah. And, um, that's
0: the, that's the difference between the,
4: and I also wonder if that's a part of what makes, it might not have anything to do with it, but it might make the last Jedi feel long is that it's just right after, not all these different things have happened. It's like literally right after we have left them and Mm. the people who are on that base, um, with, uh, general leia yeah. Oriana, and, er, and everyone are now abandoning it and all this stuff and um like nothing there's not like you're not catching up on anything yeah and yeah, yeah. and then they're just it's a long chase scene mm-hmm. you know if you stick with that part of it anyway um so,
0: so i would yeah one thing i i there's a I can't remember what it's called. There's a subreddit that's, like, uh, fixing movies or something like that, and it's, like, plot holes and stuff that people are like, man, this would be so much better if they just changed this. And uh, people do full movies, they'll do, like, little snippets, but one, I was curious what your thought would be, because I thought it changed it just enough that I'm like, this is great, and it it would solve that problem, is she's holding the lightsaber out to Luke, and he takes it, and instead of tossing it, they're like, what if he just stares at it, and he thinks about, like, Everywhere this lightsaber has been, and how, how the hell does she have it, you know, because he lost it, uh, that it's like, this killed all of the younglings in Darth Vader's hands. Yeah. This did all of this stuff, this, and whatever the rest of the movie means, yeah. that he is taking this all in, and he just grabs it, and he fucking just chucks it as hard as he can, or like right? like, angrily. Angrily. Instead throws of, yeah. Instead throws of
4: like, haphazardly. Off. And then it
0: comes back to Ray's hand, and she hands it back to him, and he's like, who are you? That would be awesome. Right? So, like that little change, instead of just tossing it away and being like a funny, weird joke that doesn't really play well, I was like, man, that would have solved everything on that that scene. And it would have felt, there's so much emotion tied into that. I thought it was really cool. And
4: there should be. That's one thing. There should be more weight to all of it than we see Luke have in Last Jedi. With him tossing it aside, with him so like. Cavalier. Yeah, the way he is with her at first, anyway. Yeah. um, That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And if anything, like, if he's a, exiled himself because of all that's happened, then why isn't it weighing on him a little more than him just tossing it? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Seems a little, um, yeah.
4: And if, if it's going to be her bringing him the Skywalker mm-hmm. lightsaber, um, then, like, there should be more. And to me, again, that's a wasted opportunity for storytelling.
0: Yeah.
4: And... Um,
0: so how would you... Do you have like a anything you would change? Any like I don't know how grandiose you've you've envisioned this. If you have dreams about it, you're just like so frustrated with this movie, you have a different version or those little, little scenes here. And well
4: there. some things are little moments and that we've talked about and like things like um, and things that I feel like are are like lazy mm. storytelling and maybe direction, lazy like direction. Oh. And so like the opening scene with the bombers.
3: Those bombers
4: are so slow (laughs) that there's no need to, like, worry about them. Uh, And I cannot recall, other than the Death Star um, moving when it's not in hyperspace, mm. I mean, like, going light speed. Yeah. Nothing else moves that slowly in previous Star Wars movies. Mm. Um, Especially, like, a fighter kind of thing. Mm. And they made it look too much like... I feel like they, like, whoever thought of that, the bombers, forgot about the fantasy side of all of this,
3: Mm -hmm.
4: and it looked like we're, like, in, like, World War II bombers, like, way up high, and how it seems like the ground is moving slowly, Mm -hmm. and you're going to drop bombs, and you hope that, like, anti-aircraft guns, like, don't shoot them down and stuff. And, but this is in space with, like, crazy technology, and... They still have these With things. no, no that, gravity.
3: Right. That, that move really slowly.
4: <laughs> yeah. And when the bombs are released, they fall yeah. in a certain direction yeah. without any propulsion. And that's lazy to me. That mm-hmm. is lazy storytelling. And um, it could have been fixed easily. You can have those kinds of bombers. They need to move a little quicker. Mm-hmm. And they need to have like it would have been cool if there's a bomber, but when they come out, they shoot out in every little direction and yeah. they're propelled or something. Um, just I something to make it fit within the, yeah. l- like, in space, in this fantastical kind of universe. And they made it kind of, like, earthbound. Yeah. Like, or well, it's with even- gravity and with, like, moving so slowly unnecessarily. Yeah. And it was it was, like, setting up tension that doesn't, Really exist. Mm-hmm. It wasn't tension to me. It was just like, why are they doing this? And I did feel, um, Rose's sister was it Paige? I Think so. Yeah. Um, like her sacrifice, like that part of it. I I, I felt it in that moment with her mm-hmm. and getting those off. But the whole bomber thing was silly, and um, and all of that. And it didn't have to be silly and like yeah. weird and um, and they really need. To think about things like gravity and because yeah. they fall straight down on the thing, yeah, and that's all it is. Yeah. And so, a bomber in space, maybe a bomber in space is different, mm-hmm. and they're still going to call it that. But um, things like that um, that aren't part of like a, a character's arc or part of like the mythos or like the canon of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, are, there's like a lot of those kinds of things mm-hmm. that are spread throughout the movie that bothered me. Yeah, um, and that those are the things that I feel like a great screenwriter mm-hmm. catches or a great director yeah. can overcome but here you have this the person who directed it wrote his own script
3: yeah, and, and all of that and I feel like it shouldn't yeah I feel something. like it shouldn't
4: have been that way Yeah. Um, and when you have a, a team like Lawrence Kasdan and J.J. Yeah. Abrams together I mean that's something to get excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish AJ Abrams just is pretty creative on. himself, and yeah. Lawrence Kasdan is an amazing Oscar-nominated mm-hmm. writer, mm-hmm. and um, and when you get the, that together, I think they ca- they will catch different things.
3: Yeah.
4: and um, and you don't have one person with like tunnel vision. Yeah. Even though there were producers and stuff, of course, but like that's not gonna catch everything. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I agree with that. So it's it's so there's little things like that. And then mm-hmm. I feel like as far as, like, a character's arc, um, I felt, I think there were two things. I liked where Kylo Ren was going. Mm-hmm. And I like how we don't always know with him, but he's always intense. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell if it's, like, an intense, like, moving one way or the other. Um, and I liked where Leia went and stuff. Ray, I have some issues with, with... Uh, not as many as I do with Luke and Ray, and with, like, when she pulls the... It's an intense moment, and, like, visually it's cool, but in the rain, when Mm -hmm. she, like, you know, they're starting to fight, and she pulls over the lightsaber. Mm -hmm. I'm like, she has always defended people and has been, like, this, like, poor person who... Like, at the very beginning of Force Awakens, she rescues BB-8. Yeah. She couldn't... She didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. But she is just kind of like this, like... Um. she's not out to, like, save the universe, maybe yeah. like Luke was. Um. She's waiting on people, and she's mm-hmm. not sure what to think of that, even if she, whether, regardless of whether she really believes they're coming back. Um, when she was waiting on but Luke she helps. To,
0: to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: But she, she helps other people, mm-hmm. and for her to, like, draw her lightsaber, you could say it's, like, the dark side calling her, but that, to me, felt very unray like mm-hmm. And we haven't known her long enough to, yeah. like, <clears throat> see, a, I guess, a lot, but that to me felt too different from what we've been set up and, like, I don't believe that she's going to draw her lightsaber like that for real and, like, yeah. like look that angry. Mm. Um, and it just felt weird to me. Like, um, and I, so I, there's little things, like, that might yeah. seem small, but, like, those things, I, I mean, surprises need to happen within someone's like character
3: mm-hmm.
4: or um, you know, sometimes terrible things happen in like real life and that just messes people up for the rest of their lives and um, changes who they are and how they are with other people. Um, we haven't seen that with Ray. Luke. I know, but we haven't seen <laughs> that with Ray. Um, yeah. And, um, but also like if Luke seemed to be in like a depression Mm-hmm. Or something. He seems to just like, like you said earlier, cavalier. Like he yeah. just seems to not care.
0: Yeah.
3: And in the beginning,
4: when he first gets there, and that just is like there. really, he is living his life on this island, and that's it. Yeah. And maybe he went there at first to try to learn something. And he said he went through the books and like, yeah, whatever. Um,
0: maybe he didn't find something.
4: But yeah. he seems to not care. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with that.
3: Yeah. If if he were <laughs>
4: depressed, if he were, if he needed to come out of a dark place himself. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he has given up on, like, humanity and is starting to go toward the dark side when she finds him and Mm -hmm. she pulls him back. That would have been something different. Yeah. Um, Because who would expect Luke to go to the dark side at this point? Mm -hmm. But maybe this would make him, like, give up on hope. Yeah. Um, But he seems to just not care. Um, But um, she hasn't gone through anything that should make her act that way. And sometimes I see why like she was just like a brat, but like to draw her lightsaber like that. Um, and um, I don't know, things like that were just kind of weird. And I, I don't yeah. get the point of it sometimes. And um, if, I, if I if that like kind of gets into my head in the moment, mm-hmm. then I just start thinking about it. Why is this happening instead yeah. of just watching the movie? Um, and I think the other, so it's like her and Luke, their arcs, Luke's is the biggest because, I mean, we see, like, we have known him for so long. And mm-hmm. so, but um, something I thought that got great was Yoda. Yoda mm-hmm. was always a quirky Ugh. little dude. He was so, he was back. Yeah. He was like the Yoda from when we first meet him, mm-hmm. and I thought he was he was quirky, and yeah. even if he's you fault him for maybe some other things and not seeing the dark side as much as he should have back... When Palpatine was rising yeah. to power and stuff, um, like he'll do something that makes you realize that he is really wise and he's always learning, even whatever, like after death and, yeah. and everything. Um, and I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they had um, uh, Snoke. Mm-hmm. I thought they had Snoke going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Now, when he's killed, which is a contentious point for a lot of people, yeah. um, I thought some people take issue with that, that he was killed. Mm. Um, I don't have an issue that he was killed. And it was done in kind of this like intense way. Mm-hmm. And then the fight with the guards. Yeah. Super sweet. Um, was really, um, I think, outside mm. of the... Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, fight with Darth Maul, mm-hmm. I thought this was the one that you feel the most, yeah. like, um, with like the actors and everything, just yeah. how it was going on in the choreography. Like it felt like a real fight mm-hmm. and, um, they were bad guys who know how to fight yeah. and all that stuff. And, um, so that was all great and to see that play out. My issue with that is, though, we were set up to believe that Snoke was like super powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's fine that he's killed if he, he has this hubris or something and mm-hmm. he, he thinks that he has Kylo Ren figured out, but really it's like he's about to kill, be killed instead of see her killed and all of that. Um, but to not know anything about Snoke mm-hmm. makes me think he wasn't anything special. Mm-hmm. And, um,. If and I don't need it to be like he doesn't need to be the big baddie of this new trilogy, mm-hmm. but when you don't know anything, it diminishes the importance of a character's death.
3: Mm-hmm. He might
4: as well be a red shirt in Star Wars. I mean, Star Trek. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, but do you know what I mean? Like he um, might as well be some like nameless thing. Like I didn't fear him after. Mm-hmm. It. Like I just thought, well, that was too easy. It really was too easy. Mm-hmm. I thought, even with his hubris, mm-hmm. I thought someone that powerful um, especially what he displayed with like she tries to pull the lightsaber yeah. and he makes it just swing right back around to where it was, oh, and was he's funny. so at ease with it yeah and, and um, tossing her around too yeah and to have him killed that way you could say it's his hubris or whatever um, but I felt like it was a little cheap yeah, and that's uh, when I
0: just kind of let go. Like, I don't need him to survive the, that movie, though. Yeah, or anything. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, but, but his background or whatever, like not having it, like I, I kind of was like, you know what, showed, I really do not care. Or show so. that the, the both
4: of them have to kill him or something, mm, and together. the guards and the guards and everything, and it's like fucking crazy. Yeah, and um, but that it was just kind of like. A letdown mm-hmm. In a way, to me, that was like, I just don't care about him or yeah. it. or who was. It doesn't matter. He's insignificant, which he shouldn't have been, I, I feel okay. like. Or J.J. Yeah. Abrams is not
0: sending him up to be insignificant. Yeah. Um, I think that's a, a problem, by the way, is uh, that they didn't lay out a storyline for this trilogy. I kind of applaud the idea of it, but... That they just let uh, Ryan Johnson write and direct his own second one, and mm-hmm. they kind of just set some stuff up and let it go, and now JJ will come back. So that's I'm like, I feel like there needed to be a little more cohesiveness because right. it feels really. So
4: that's one of my yeah. So yeah. that's where if there is, I feel like if there's some kind of thread that you can feel through, that is, um, you know, some like grander meaning or some kind of connection, then you can throw wrenches in it. Mm-hmm. And there's still something to hold on to. Yeah. And I feel like this movie just threw too many wrenches into the cogs. Yeah. And um, you can handle a few, but that was a lot.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Like completely upending all these different yeah. things um, is like disorienting almost.
0: Well, Snoke is a good example of that, of where it felt like he was going to be such a big part of this, and then it's just like, well, nope, he's gone. And it's like, I've, I've accepted that now. I'm cool with that, actually. But it still is a little jarring to be like, you know... Th- J.J. obviously was setting this up for more than that. And well, I don't think if J.J. had done this, it would have gone that way. So. I feel
4: like even in what we saw early on in Last Jedi with Snoke was setting us up to believe more. Mm-hmm. Because of how, like, his Force Lightning with, like, uh, Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. that was, like, really intense and powerful. And he wasn't messing around. He wasn't, like, playing around. It was just, like... It was so powerful. And then the way he holds Ray suspended mm-hmm. to, um, like, extract Luke's location and stuff mm-hmm. is, like, his, like, physical power with the Force was just, like, intense. Mm-hmm. And then to see him die because he assumes that Kylo Ren is killing her and not him, mm-hmm. like, he even, like, yeah. walks us through it, right, um, was cheap. Mm-hmm. And I think he, th- like, it seemed like Ryan Johnson thinks it's, like, subversive and changing things up and stuff. Um, and it was a surprise to, s- well, it wasn't a surprise because we see it turn um, Yeah. toward him. Yeah. It's we not know it's going to happen. Yeah. But um, I just feel like, kill him, fine. But have it be, like, the two of them, mm. and it was maybe, like, this, like, crazy intense battle and it's not just them fighting the guards, but yeah. fighting Snoke. Then that'd be and, cool, yeah. Um,
0: I, I don't know. He was so powerful, though, in that. I don't know that it would have been. I don't know if they could have done that or how they could have, but I kind of I agree. Well, that would I would needed.
4: just say if they can kill him the way they killed him, they mm-hmm. could have killed him with a blaze of glory. Yeah. Because yeah, they did eye. it. They did it the way that they did, mm-hmm. and it happened. So they could have done it.
1: They start to catch him off way.
0: guard, but yeah, I think in the melee of everything with all the guards and Snoke and the two of them fighting their way through all of that, yeah, I think maybe there could be some more surprises in there. Um, but yeah, overall, like I'm fine with with how it played out. Um, it was it's like once it happened, I realized like yeah, I didn't really care about Snoke. Like so, it's like on the one hand, it's like well, why would you set it all up? Why is he even here or whatever? But uh, if anything, I just I just assume him to be a stepping stone for Kylo now and. Um, oh one of the this kind of leads into that uh, one of the ideas I've had recently that I want to throw by you is of why this is so different um, and it mirrors the actual directors and writers of this so like Lucas made all this stuff in the 70s and 80s and you can think of them now as like an older generation you know um, and now like the younger generation of filmmakers are making them but within Star Wars itself it's mirrored that um, the old generation did things a certain way and now the young generation is doing it so like Hux is such a weird character to me. I really don't like him. Um, he's doesn't do a whole lot. He's not really menacing. But I feel yeah. like he's just so young. And the Empire... Like, kind of like the remnants of it got back together. But it's like... Kind of like with Luke, like I was saying, where he doesn't have a Jedi to look up to. Like, they're all young. And they're all doing this new stuff, essentially. Like, I don't know where Snoke came from. And he obviously looks fucking old. But um, Kylo, like, killing Snoke and now being the supreme leader. I'm like all these like 20 or 30 somethings like ruling the whole galaxy mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting but i think that's why there are so many things that feel so different because they don't have anything to look up to to tell them what they should be doing and they're all making it up now and it and it makes sense to me if i look at it from the idea of young people that are just making stupid decisions a lot mm-hmm. and i'm kind of intrigued by the by the notion of them running things uh, on the, both fronts on the good front and the bad front like now well, I don't know how they're going to write off Leia, but she won't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke won't be there. Maybe a Holdo ghost. was killed. Holdo was killed. You know, uh, Snoke was killed. So on both sides, you have all these young people trying to figure shit out. And I'm like, I'm kind of digging it's that It's going to turn to
4: spaceballs next. <laughs> um, so there's a couple of things. Um, one is that I hadn't thought of until you just mentioned it. Now you made me think of something else that I like. <laughs> but this is just a, like a detailed thing. And uh-huh. it's not going to bother me really in the future. Um, you say old and like Snoke looks old. He also has been through shit. Mm -hmm. Snoke is fucked up. Like he's, he's survived battles. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason to me that he should not have been killed so easily Mm -hmm. because he survived so much and we don't know. I, I, and I'm cool with that mystery. Mm -hmm. Like what happened to him to make him so mangled? Yeah. Um, Because it looks like he has, like, battle scars and stuff. So for him to be killed by some little flip of a lightsaber after everything that we can just imagine he survived Mm. is cheap. The second is with General Hux. I'm cool with him being young. Um, uh, I feel like I... Gleason's acting it's like overacting yeah it's very over like dramatized and he's but great. I don't know if that's Just yeah nice. I like him in general yeah. if you're listening to this <laughs> um I like the Gleason actors they're all great yeah I don't know if this was him mm-hmm. or if it's direction but I have issues with him in The Force Awakens Yes. Yeah. he was like the one character yeah. I couldn't stand and it was cheesy and I didn't care for him and he was like I didn't fear him
3: mm-hmm.
4: and um and I feared Kylo Ren, even though he's this young, yeah. like, baddie, because he was so kind of unhinged and untrained, and I felt like he was unpredictable, mm. and that was scary to me. Versus Vader, who we, from the time we first see him, when he comes on to Leia's ship in mm. A New Hope, he is in such control and scary in a different way, but the unpredictability mm. of Kylo Ren was freaky to me, and yeah. he's, like, unhinged. General Hux is just, um, the acting is over the top. and But again, I don't know if that's some of the lines, if it's the directing, if it's how he yeah. wanted the, you know, if that was Gleason's interpretation. Um,
0: but it I doesn't work, and a... I feel like
4: it's even more of an eyesore in this one than yeah. in the
0: last one. Well, I feel like he's in it more on this one, but he, he plays a like more it. central role, for yeah. sure. Um, I feel like, so, I know that you uh, don't like the cantovite like, uh, effects Man, and we stuff. could have another one just about Canto Bight. Another session so just the, about Canto Bight. I only want to mention it briefly because uh, I, I have a theory uh, that kind of leads into why Hux is overacting, I guess, too. But uh, I, the first time I watched it, I don't like the Canto Bight stuff, just more like a, as a plot line, but um, I didn't really notice much about the effects, but you were like, yeah, it looks really cheap. It looks like the prequels. And when I watched it again, I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for that this time. And I watched the entire scene and I'd forgotten about it. And afterwards, I was like, you know what? Didn't notice anything. Didn't notice anything wrong. So I'm curious if you're watching it again, what you'll Mm -hmm. think about it. Uh, But in my mind, at least, I was like... It's the same reason I wanted it to be pod racers instead of those animals. Mm -hmm. I was like, if the prequels are going to be canon, but we don't really want to mention them a whole lot because nobody really likes them. It's like, Mm -hmm. don't mention chlorians again, but kind of mention the idea that the Force can be within anybody. It's like, I like little things like that. But... I was like, if anything, if the effects are cheesy or looks like that, it's kind of a callback, and that's cool. And I think Hux is kind of a callback to the prequels and the overacting, and it's like not something I want at all. But it, it's like I'm trying to like make it fit. Essentially, I don't give it don't that like much it. credit. Okay, as being purposeful. That's one yeah. thing.
4: Yeah, I don't um, think Hux is that purposeful. Yeah. yeah. So the thing with Cantobite, there are two things that really made me think that. The first about being too much like the prequels, mm-hmm. the and it's like cheesiness. It's not necessarily what the effects. Okay. The first one was when the little bitty, almost like an inebriated alien, yeah, yeah. is throwing coins mm-hmm. into BB-8 thinking it's a slot machine. That was so cheesy yeah. in a prequel way and unnecessary.
3: Mm-hmm. This
4: is a long movie. I don't yeah, I need know. to see this little dude doing that. Yeah. And it doesn't do anything for the purpose of Canto Bite. It's to show us the um, wealthy... Um, people profiting off of this war mm-hmm. and they wanted to introduce that so showing this little cheesy moment with this character doing that treating like a slot machine which just sets BB8 up to be able to throw them yeah. back later is it all feels contrived it's a wasteful yeah. like narrative moment mm-hmm. and it looked cheesy and then the other thing was the for me was the the creatures that race Mm-hmm. When it was when mm-hmm. they were in the stables and the up close shots of yeah. their heads and stuff, I thought that was done pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I liked Rose knowing about that and showing that connection in her like family history mm-hmm. and her knowledge of like the war profiteering. Yeah. Um what I didn't like is when they start running it yeah. looked so cheesy.
3: I agree. With and that. was
4: so fake looking. And if you can't make something look very real now, mm-hmm. I don't know why you're gonna yeah. do it because <laughs> yeah. um It just looked so cheesy or do it and film it in a different way, show different angles that make it look a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was like those two things. I loved the idea of showing that there are um, people who profit off of all of this Mm -hmm. and are kind of safe. They're out of it. Yeah. And to show what, um, to remind us that like it's not all happening in a vacuum that there are people who create the weapons mm-hmm. and that when we see the moment where they sell, there may be person who sells to the yeah. Resistance and the First Order, um, those kinds of things. I just thought it was done in, like, a boring way. I don't need mm-hmm. to see a casino yeah. and, like, cheesy, like, all these people dress up. I would rather, totally like, have a more um, dialogue-heavy scene with... Like showing mm-hmm. like a meeting with somebody who profits, or like some other kind of more serious way mm-hmm. of um, showing that lavish life that's protected, yeah. And to show that they're serious and like make it a little darker or something, mm-hmm. and um, maybe like talk with someone. There's no discussion with anybody who's yeah. involved in that. It's and
0: just it's Toro, yeah. And it it just felt goes through it quick, superficial mm-hmm. and
4: trivial, and. If they want to introduce that, which is really serious stuff, then don't do it with some cheesy scene like that. Yeah. Um, And... I just thought that that, there is a much more interesting Mm
3: -hmm.
4: way to show that. And they should have even shown maybe... It's funny because, like, the resistance is in a bind because they're also getting things from them, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not like they can go and attack them or, like, ride them or whatever. But... um, I can't believe that they don't, like, have spies in there or something, like, Mm -hmm. learning about it. Or show that. Maybe there's this, like, underground of, like, spies for both sides, and they had to go there and, like, get in with the spies and, like, figure that out. The idea that it's there and there's no, Mm -hmm. like, keeping an eye on the other side there Mm -hmm. um, is really, like, a wasted. They could have had something so much richer than what they did. And this kind of superficial... Way that they played that out just mm-hmm. in the casino scene with like the slot machine thing, yeah, was very prequely to me, it's mm-hmm. like not very interesting, yeah. And it could have been a lot more interesting,
0: I, th- I think. I'm, I'm definitely down with the spy thing, and I actually think that would fix a problem, a small problem for me with um, how they get there. I really hate the FaceTime with Maz Kanata while she's in a firefight and she's telling him about. I, she won't even tell him this guy's name she's just like he's wearing this like thing on a shirt go find him on this well, planet means, yeah I'm like if it had been like Poe had a friend who was a spy on Canto Bight, and he was like well I know a guy who might know a guy or whatever like mm-hmm. that that could solve that for me and it's like I think that would be a much better way is like showing like they could find someone that they were looking for and actually find the person they were looking for
3: mm-hmm.
0: I, I thought the whole thing with like, the jail scene in Benicio del Toro just like being there was kind of weird um after they get all there and everything, and just, all of it was just really contrived. So I think, yeah, if there was a spy that kind of went through it, that would have been played better. And poke could have just told them about that, and then they would have been on their way. And so. I'm fine
4: with Mas Kanata having information, because she was supposed to be kind of like a pirate. I'm
0: cool with that. And stuff.
4: Yeah. Um, I,
0: I just don't like, like the way it was out Right. Yeah. So
4: there, I feel like a lot of that, um, there's a much better scene there.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And
4: um, it was, for a movie that long and everything Um, and if they're going to introduce something new to Star Wars which I'm cool which is this whole um, arms dealers and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah I like this like I really liked that Mm -hmm. but you didn't do it very well you didn't really do it because you just show like a party Mm -hmm. and um, and you show a world that isn't in war all the time Mm -hmm. but that's not very much like that's um, that could have been Coruscant Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw in
0: Coruscant oh. like
4: people are just living
0: and doing their thing. Well, on that, yeah. It also just yeah, I, I can't abide a, a, the a whole plan. I, I just don't care about any of that stuff. That whole scene is just bad. But I'm like, if anything, go find fucking Lando. Uh, that should be the guy who, who you need to go find or who knows a guy or whatever. Like there could have been so much more uh, bringing things back. Like that whole thing. Yeah, I totally agree. It just that whole scene is is bad basically and just could have been different Uh, and I still overall have a problem with the movie in terms of it's just a really long slow chase scene with this other weird scene that kind of juts off from it like I still think there's a better overall plot Mm -hmm. I've just I've kind of more accepted a role and looking at it as just like the characters and stuff and that's where you're stuck where you're like you don't agree with a lot of the character decisions Um, but I'm like warming up to a lot of them or I've definitely warmed up to some of them but the plot still to me is really like weak and everything. It's so, totally
4: this will be the last thing yeah. that we need to get? Um So, uh, with the whole kind of tension thing that I say is like false tension with like the mm-hmm. bombers at the beginning. Yeah. So, I feel like lazy storytelling, fake tension, um, like completely unnecessary is um, and you say with, like, the long chase scene, mm-hmm. is also with Holdo and maybe a little Leia, but mostly Holdo because it's when is unconscious. Yeah. Um, the only reason that Poe, like, works with Rose mm-hmm. and Finn to do all of that, and it's, like, unnecessary, and he's so, like, Poe is... Like, he doesn't know what's going on, and they don't ever tell people what's going on. Like, Huldo knows that their little ships can get away, the little pods, mm-hmm. at the end without yeah. being detected. Yeah. But she keeps it to herself.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And Poe, who's, like, now this high-ranking person in the uh, Resistance um, and can be trusted, um, if he knew that, if she wouldn't keep it all to him, yeah. which she does the whole time, all, and and so it's, to me that's... Yeah, that was Because she had the answer all along, Mm -hmm. and if she had told him, he would have been like, okay, we'll get close enough and we'll sneak away. The only reason they couldn't sneak away is because Benicio Del Toro's character told the First Order, because he caught the signature and Mm -hmm. told the First Order about it. That's the only reason the First Order got any of those ships. Yeah. And that only all happened because Poe yeah like you know what I mean all this stuff like that was unnecessary so it all goes back to just like hiding information when, yeah. which was completely unnecessary yeah it was and so to me that's like they would have said I, I am looking back to like the big meetings mm-hmm. from the original trilogy yeah. or even yeah, and like force awakens or um, Rogue One where they're all yeah. getting together and, like, this is what we have to do. We have to sneak in and we have to do this. And they this. tell everybody. And they tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. And in this, it's, like, Holdo keeps it all to herself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she has a good mind and she knows what she's doing. But, like,
0: yeah.
3: it's just as them?
4: much her fault that so many people died as it is his because she kept everything to herself. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we know why. Because if she had said it, so much of the story is unnecessary. Yeah. And to me, that is lazy writing. Well, and I
0: hate, because that's Sometimes you'll point out, like, a plot hole in a movie that someone likes or whatever, and they're like, yeah, but if that didn't happen, then the whole movie wouldn't exist. And it's kind of like, yeah, so write better. Like, I'm with you there. Write a better movie. That's not an excuse. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I I think that this will probably play out more in the next movie as well, that we need to, like, we need to see Pose... Poe going through a lot of these things and realizing that it was his fault in a lot of these and like going behind her back and all that stuff to maybe like become what he's going to be, like a real leader in the next movie, especially with whatever happens to Leia, that maybe he'll be, he'll step up and be like one of the main leaders. But um, there's a better reason to get him there and that wasn't it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I, so I just, I don't get that like Mm -hmm. secret information thing. Yeah. Because they used to, even from A New Hope, Um, from the very first one they sit there and they're like okay we have to accomplish this we have to do this 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 and this Yeah. and that's only we're going to succeed and unless it's like just listen to this one thing we're going to keep going
0: from this one person yeah Yeah. and it's
4: just we're going to keep going Mm -hmm. and we're going to go and we're going to run out of fuel eventually but we're just going to keep going when that wasn't the thing they know what to do they know about the abandoned base and um, they know that their small thing like little small pods are um, craft can mm-hmm. um, kind of elude detection. Yeah. Um, and there is n- not a good reason to keep that yeah. secret.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with you there.
4: Um, and if that does upend the whole story, then that means that was a bad story.
0: Yeah. That, that's what I think. So I think, I, I think that there could have been a fix. Like any, I can't think of one right now because I hadn't thought about this really before, but um, other things I think we've, we've could have fixed whatever we've talked about, but uh, maybe there's something better there. Otherwise, it's just, like, maybe there's just a whole better story there, which is kind of what we said before as well, so.
4: Well, I didn't know Lawrence Kasdan was off working on Solo.
3: Oh, okay. okay.
4: So. I didn't I'm, realize that. I'm hoping that now that's, mm-hmm. you know, wrapped up. I'm hoping that Lawrence Kasdan will be back with
0: J.J. Abrams yeah, for
4: um, And.
0: I, I really, feel like I really like think a that he team. can bring it back together, yeah. And if Kasten's with them too, I think that's even better. But uh, I think J.J. can bring this all back and, and make things... At least, like, you'll still have the problems with Snoke or whatever, you know, like, if he doesn't touch that again, which I don't think he should necessarily touch that backstory or whatever. Some
4: of it might just have to be left alone. Yeah,
0: and it, it'll always be there, and you'll always hate it or whatever. Um, but I think he can fix the overall feeling of this trilogy, and it'll, it'll play out really well. I, I have total faith in, in J.J. about that, so just have to wait and see.
4: Um, I'm not sure what to think right now about them not changing Leia's arc, but mm. I get like oh, I, know. Some, I know some people were like, why didn't they switch Leia and Holdo up and have Leia do that yeah. crazy scene? So cool. Um, but I also get the importance of Leia and Luke coming together one more time. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, she's probably the only person who knows that just his force projection. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that she knows that's not really him.
0: Her and C three PO. Yeah, that's he, right. he gives like a weird look. Yeah.
4: And she, you know, leaves the gift, mm-hmm. the dice, yeah. on the floor, yeah, on the ground.
0: Yeah, and, I think she, she knows knew, they're not yeah. real.
4: And, um, uh, they already have this like big thing about what to do with her next, though. R- I know. Outside of just like some of the story issues and and everything, so. Um, but I'm excited that Davis yeah. will be back for that.
1: Yeah, see where um, he takes
0: it.
4: And that John Williams
0: has said that he's oh, on board to do it. And I'm so afraid. I don't know how old he is now, but I'm so afraid he's going to
3: die. He's about it. eighty. He's
4: eighty-five <laughs> yeah. or eighty-six.
3: I mean, he, and seems he like said he's that good. he.
4: He said he has no arthritis in his hands, mm. and his like vision is still great. And so he said, as long as he can play the piano mm. and all of that. Then he will keep working. Yeah, and he loves it so much. That yeah, that's awesome. He he doesn't he's not as prolific as he used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he did the post, mm-hmm. and he did the theme for Solo.
0: Yeah, I'm excited not for that. Scoring the
4: full thing. Yeah, um, but then he'll do episode nine, and he's not he didn't do Ready Player One.
1: Mm-hmm. I
4: think Alan Silvestri mm-hmm. is doing Ready Player One, and um, that'd be a good fit
1: for that
3: though.
4: But I'm you know I'm glad that he's you know, on board to do episode nine and yeah. as long as he is in good health and he does seem to be Yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, fine. It just always so, worries me. Like,
0: and his work is like so good. Yeah. I
4: thought um, Force Awakens, I would have been super happy if it won him another Oscar. Yeah. Um,
0: it's a great score. It's an Ray's amazing score. It's awesome. And
4: I liked that he, when he came back to do episode eight that he said, you know, he didn't want anybody else writing for Ray. Yeah. Our first Daisy cool. Ridley and um, I've really liked his music for this one too mm-hmm. um, so I'm excited to see how he'll kind of yeah. come back and close that out the um, epic final chapter especially with the different kind of tone that rooms will have mm-hmm. there's so much it's like all over the place
0: no it's fun though this is like the point um, especially with anything with like Star Wars I always think that it's just it's, it's an ongoing conversation that's part of the fun it's decades of ongoing conversations you know oh like how, how many conversations have we had about prequels and the original trilogy, you know, all these Too years. many. Too many. I mean, I had, uh, I didn't get to go to episode one, uh, the, or I didn't go at midnight, but you had done that, mm-hmm. and because you did that, I went to the rest of them, and I went to all the Lord of the Rings, and all that uh, stuff, you know, because you had done it, so it's like it's something that's part of the, anyway, any fan, whatever, of it, it's always fun to talk about, so.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but, I wanted to call attention to your Porg cup. Yes. That you are. I'm drinking
4: coffee <laughs> out of my massive Porg <laughs> mug. That's just missing its its skull. It's yep. kind of scary, but I do like the points. It's one of those things with Star Wars is I love all of the animals, all mm-hmm. of the creatures, and I will never criticize Ewoks oh, or anything yeah. else like I love Ewoks. Um some people thought that that it got too cheesy with mm-hmm. return of the Jedi and Ewoks. I loved them. Of course I was a little kid, yeah. but You're at the right age, yeah. I feel like they're they work for me I'm fine but I also just love all of those moments where there'll be a little animal somewhere Mm -hmm. and it started with George Lucas and they still do it now and how you'll you'll be walking like at the beginning of Return of the Jedi when you're uh when C-3PO and R2-D2 are going toward Jabba's palace Mm -hmm. and you see this big creature off to the side you might not notice at first but there's a little creature running across it Mm -hmm. and its tongue shoots out and grabs it and it eats it (laughs) and it's just like this little moment of reminding you Uh. that it's not just, like, a model and, like, a desert landscape. Like, they try to fill it with yeah. life and everything. And then, like, in um, Force Awakens at the beginning um, with Ray and um, BB-8, mm-hmm. and they're walking, and their little creature, like, pops its head out of the sand. Oh, and yeah, walks yeah, around. Like, there's yeah. those little things that make saying, like, the feel droids lived too. in. Yeah. And, yeah, the droids and everything. So, the Porg's with this... Mm-hmm. It, something I fu- I think could have been cheesy, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. I felt like they had them in there just enough, yeah. and um, to show the little bitty porgs with huge Chewbacca uh-huh. and everything was like it was just like this this kind of good thing. So yeah. I do have a soft spot for the porgs.
0: Yeah, I thought um, they were used well at first. I actually thought they were used not enough because mm-hmm. it, I once they were on the Millennium Falcon in the in the trailer, I was like, oh, they're like at least one of them is gonna have like some sort of importance. And it was like, no, they literally were just making nests on the Millennium Falcon, and he's just uh, still on there. And then I, now that I'm like, it, it would have hurt it, I think, for a lot of people had they been more important. Mm-hmm. And so now it's just like they're a cute little thing, and it's like cool. Right. So I'm, definitely I'm kind of like
4: them. a little pest. They're just there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They don't. They're not significant yeah. to the story. Just to fill out the world. Yeah. yeah. And that and
0: whole scene with Chewbacca is hilarious. Is
4: a, yeah. Uh, or like the, when he's eating yeah. one over the campfire, and they see perfectly him. cooked. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. little things like that. Yeah. So I think it's fun. That was... They still... They do a good job, I yeah. think, with all of those movies, with things like that.
0: Um, well, I'm glad they kept up the practical effects with these, unlike the prequels. Um, these... I think Last Jedi had had more practical effects than any of them so far. So, and Yoda, uh, Yoda was a... Puppet. Yes. Yoda was yeah, practical so much, again. So much better, yeah. Um, mm.
4: And I know it was a little different because it's like his projection, mm. but, but still it was like using... Um,
3: yeah. It looked good, though. I thought. Yeah, yeah that it was cool. good.
4: Um so I do like all the all the little creatures and stuff and yeah. and the droids. I think they always do an amazing job with that.
0: So any last thoughts?
4: My last <laughs> thoughts are <laughs> I like The Last Jedi. It even if it doesn't sound like it, Yeah, I interesting. don't think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a a decent movie with some really good moments mm-hmm. that make me like it more than I otherwise would yeah um but I'm just really looking forward to episode 9 and a couple years and this year I'm just focused on Marvel yeah I'm so excited for Black Panther oh yeah and that Avengers Infinity so War rad. and yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp and um you know f- coming off recently off of Thor Ragnarok which I just was so excited about yeah
0: and so take it, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. such a fan of his <laughs> and
4: um is I I think they're like some people I know don't think that there's much to Marvel movies or superhero movies in mm-hmm. general. Um, I think they've done a great job as of late, especially with um, really different ways of telling their stories and visualizing their stories. Mm-hmm. And um, with the different directors they have, yeah. you know, coming in and stuff, um, they are so different. If you give them a chance, mm-hmm. I feel like like they look different like Thor Ragnarok is oh, yeah. so different yeah. and it has the director's like signature kind of charm mm-hmm. it's not like any other movie he's ever done um but his um he's subversive in a way where like he'll throw a joke out but I feel like it's t- I feel like he's a pretty good storyteller and he oh, has yeah. good comedic and dramatic mm-hmm. timing and um it all just works really well and I feel like Chris Hemsworth um mm. Is uh, maybe not underrated anymore, but I feel like he's a really good comedic
0: oh, yeah. action actor. Mm-hmm.
4: And um, He
0: really felt like he was like a kid playing in a sandbox yes, in this movie. He's having so yeah. much fun. Yeah. And, and the Hulk and yeah, yeah,
4: and Kate Blanchett was so great as Hella, and just like she's a person
3: who mm-hmm.
4: with a different actor. Um, could that character could have been over the top and cheesy,
3: mm-hmm.
4: but she's so good I know, that yeah. she can make it seem serious yeah. and campy in a way that's balanced and just fun. But I feared her still; like she's still like she kills a lot of people, mm-hmm. and that's something that is also like different. It's like kind of lighthearted in a weird way, but she also, without um, any kind of like proper and circumstance, she kills characters mm-hmm. like the Warriors Three. Yeah. Are all killed so easily by her. Mm. And so she isn't someone who messes around, but it's also like subversive in a way that we're not going to grieve all these people. Cause it's just intense and she's just killing yeah. everyone. Um, but she does it in a way that, uh, she also, I think does the physical stuff with like, cause it's combined with effects. And I think she pulls that off pretty well.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and then with black Panther coming up, um, I think the cast is amazing yeah. and um the look of it all is, is um Really cool, and um, so I'm excited for all of that. And I just love the character. I knew nothing about the character yeah. before Captain America. <laughs> before. And Coming so out nowhere. I, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think Chadwick Boseman, yes, uh, great for the role, mm-hmm. and the character is really interesting, and that whole world and everything. So, um, and then I think my most anticipated movie of this year is Avengers: Infinity <laughs> War. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so it's like
0: ten years in the making, man, and yeah. like. What nineteen twenty movies or something now mm-hmm.
4: so so insane. with the Russell brothers, I just feel like yeah, they they get it, they're capable and yeah. they get it, and um Civil
0: War was great mm-hmm. uh, I still love uh, I just love Cap America in that series, but we're in a soldier, it's a fantastic movie mm-hmm. I love that movie, yeah that so I time. feel
4: like if anybody can uh make this work and make uh, mm-hmm. bring in all these characters and everything, then it's them and yeah. I'm secretly hoping that, not so secretly, that um, (laughs) I'd love for Captain Marvel to make a cameo in this. That would be cool. Um, I know that they want to keep her for her origin story. Yeah. But um, I know that they also, they're really good at um, being sneaky Mm. about
3: who's in
4: their movies and also in which scenes. And like showing in the trailers for Captain Marvel Civil War one day, um removed Spider-Man from oh, yeah. the trailers mm-hmm. so that there would be some surprise. I feel like they're cognizant of that, of yeah. the importance of surprises even in the age of like um, like scrutinizing every yeah. trailer and wondering what's going they on. They do that everything. for
0: Ragnarok too. They they put people yes. on the same thing, but they're not all there. Well, at also the end with or his eye yeah. patch yeah.
4: and everything. So, um and the idea that they could keep the yeah, like him losing cool. his eye and everything, and because then also on like the early trailers for Avengers: Infinity War, mm. that were shown at D twenty three. Yeah, they showed him with two eyes. Yeah, so like they're so aware of that, and mm-hmm. um, so I'm. Exp- expecting to be surprised but yeah, I hope one is to have Captain Marvel yeah. even as a cameo I am so excited for Captain Marvel it
0: would work I think because hers, hers is going to take place like in the 90s mm-hmm. so it'll so seem we be pretty we don't know cool where anyway. she is right now yeah. of course
4: but I don't think she's like maybe not on yeah. Earth and stuff but um, to have some kind of cameo with her mm-hmm. um, when things are dire would be
0: yeah um, that'd be cool
4: fascinating but I'm really curious to see um like maybe who is in it that we don't know yet mm-hmm. and um, and I saw the only two of Wolverine.
0: the Wolverine oh, no, <laughs> oh my god if Hugh Jackman showed up in no, Avengers you wouldn't be excited no what I wouldn't. oh man that's another Try conversation it <laughs> um
4: but I've, I'm, uh, I've been trying to see who's been cast for the Black Order. Only two of them so far, Ebony Ma and Cole Obsidian, have mm-hmm. been oh, like, yeah. the actors uh-huh. who are out there and stuff. So okay. um, for Corvus and Proxima Midnight, they haven't said who's playing them yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm even just curious about who they have in yeah, those roles yeah. and why they haven't said anything yet about who's in them. So those little things I get really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, well, because they have such a good track record it makes me excited instead yeah. of just you know kind of whatever um, because you never know what kind of treats they have up their sleeves yeah so. it's
3: cool
0: yeah Kevin Feige's uh, really taken this and made it amazing I'm so glad that he's like launched all of the stuff and I know that a lot of people have complaints about Marvel, too, and about the, even though they have new director, or different directors, that they keep, like, a consistent thing. But I think it's it's just consistent enough, it's just cohesive enough to keep them all together, but now they're branching out a little bit more. And Well, and there's some that don't fit in at
4: all, which I yeah. like. And, and like, Ant-Man mm-hmm. and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm-hmm. Um There are little things that you could say, like knowing now after Guardians Two, knowing that Peter Quill is no longer part celestial, so he can never again hold Mm -hmm. Infinity Stone. Okay, like knowing that he can't do that means that he can't save the day with like doing that again. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah. But like outside of
4: things like that, or or that we know that. a nebula wants Mm. to like we know she wants to hunt down and kill Thanos and everything Mm -hmm. like she we know even if she isn't on board to work with everyone like that is her goal um and but it's not like it's as connected as the others Mm -hmm. Ant-Man it opens up possibilities um with the multiverse and stuff but it's not like it's also directly tied Mm -hmm. like always talking about infinity stones and all of that stuff um and Black Panther, I yeah. don't think will either. Although it could introduce the Time Stone. Mm-hmm. Is that the la- no Soul Stone? Yeah, I don't Soul know Stone is yeah. the last one that we haven't seen at all. Mm-hmm. The Soul Stone. Um, so some people think it might be in Wakanda. Yeah, that's um, why they, it
0: looks like the battle, like a big battle, takes place there, or whatever. But
4: it's weird. Like the reason I'm not so sure that it would be on Wak- in Wakanda is because that means there would have been two Infinity Stones hidden on Earth. Because Mm. the Tesseract Mm. um, was hidden in Norway, Mm. like centuries ago or whatever. Mm. So the idea that two would be on one planet is weird to me. But if they can make it work, fine. Um, But maybe they also knew that the people of Wakanda were special and like could keep it. Um, But so some people think that they have it. Um, One other thing: there's been a lot of speculation also about (laughs) um, how. Infinity Infinity War will start mm-hmm. and how quickly we'll see the destructive power of Thanos uh-huh. and I've heard all these people say things about um, maybe it'll be like pick up from Thor Ragnarok when we see mm-hmm. you know looks like Thanos' ship yeah. um, and then in the trailer we see Loki but the Tesseract handing it to someone mm. bigger than he is right he's like holding yeah. way up yeah. it could be Thor but it could be Cull Obsidian because Cole Obsidian is like really big mm. and really tall so it could be him and not Thanos but we're not sure I think it's probably Thanos so it could be the beginning of that we see Thor kill all of them maybe even like Heimdall or something um, and then maybe kill Loki um but also at the yeah, very Tracer's beginning, gonna die. at the very <laughs> beginning of the trailer uh-huh. for Infinity War, it starts out. We see some kind of like orangey kind of planet with like two bright spots, mm-hmm. and I wondered if we it would start out on Xandar, and mm-hmm. he would get the power stone. Oh yeah, and
0: I've been worried about like them. the Noble
4: Corps and yeah. like
0: destroy them. Mm-hmm.
4: And one thing, and so I feel like that would probably happen in Infinity War, and not what comes next.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, but that would be a really intense place to start. Yep. And one thing is, I feel like Guardians did a good job of making me care about Xandar and mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. the people there, and they fought so hard to protect John Riley, on the around. Yeah, yeah, C. Riley and um, they are not like perfect yeah. people, but it is. They're
0: kind of like Earth, just like really it advanced like Earth,
4: but more advanced and more yeah. evolved yeah. and everything. But they, um, I feel like that Guardians cool. made us care about them and realize that they were like under assault like completely from Ronan and everything yep. so if it were to start there and to see him get that stone mm-hmm. and destroy all of them I feel like that would be a potent yeah. beginning um, and so it would like be kind of sad mm-hmm. especially if I watched Guardians before yeah, yeah. but um, <clears throat> but because they're just kind of like good people trying to help and hide a stone and all mm. of that um, Yeah that could be an intense um, way to to start it. but And I only think that because of the trailer, because yeah. you know, Xandar, like, their thing is the three suns. They have it on mm-hmm. all their uniforms, and it's because they have three suns in their mm-hmm. system. And when it shows that at the beginning, it's like this weird orange-ish kind of planet or something, and there are two bright spots, and it made me think of two of the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, near there so yeah. that's that's why I think yeah. it's gonna go there at least some point in the movie
0: yeah I think it'll definitely be there some point but yeah it'd be interesting if that's how they started it out with that like emotional punch mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah
4: and it could be it would still be emotional and even more connected recently if it is with Asgardians because we just left them
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know with the uh at the end of Thor Ragnarok and I feel like I am at least pretty attached to Heimdall. If he were to be killed, I I don't want to see that. I think he's awesome, and um, and be uh, like a
0: big death, but not too big.
4: Yeah, and to see him fight fight Hulk uh, to fight Hulk and Thor at the beginning, Mm -hmm. and if that's how they're like Thor is out in space and it's found by the Guardians, and if that's how Hulk ends up on Earth, Mm -hmm. um, would also show his power. Yeah, um, because they're two of the like strongest.
3: Mm -hmm. Avengers yeah. right sure
4: um, so that could still be but if they want to change it up and not give us what we expect because that is the most logical thing mm-hmm. is to start there because we saw that at the end of Thor Ragnarok then they could go someplace else and start elsewhere yeah um, but
0: yeah who knows I'm man excited. I'm excited for it too and it's coming up so soon which is good
4: I'm hoping we'll get to anymore. see another little some new stuff on mm-hmm. uh, with Black Panther next month oh yeah um, and I feel like I'm not worried about them showing too much. They're really good about not showing mm-hmm. too much. So I'm not worried about like the first trailer,: because yeah, I does m- yeah, like, not show very much.:
3: Yeah,s not really away now, but
4: it's like yeah. so little and it doesn't show even much of the story. It doesn't mm-hmm. show us all the bad guys or all the good guys. So it's like they've left out a lot already, and like yeah. they're so aware of all of that, so um, but I'm hoping to see a little more. Yeah with Black Panther.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting. Alright. Yeah. this is a good talk. Did you enjoy it?
4: Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> Don't act forced.
2: <laughs> and we're back. Hey. I feel <laughs> just the same.
1: <laughs> wow. Well,
2: it's almost like we're, we're back here on Thursday night. Recording. That's weird. But, um uh, that wouldn't make any no. sense. That'd be like if, if you released the Incredible Hulk, which comes out after <laughs> Man 2. Brent, what was that? But you, you released it before. Behind
0: someone. you, there's a clamshell phone. Look out. Oh, God. Oh, my God.
2: Get out of here, little Bow Wow. <laughs> God damn it. Not going to tell you again. Get back Sorry. in your closet. He's, he's going to. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's going to do it for this week. So uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. Email us at Let's Talk letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com. And, Stephen, would you like these people to rate and review us? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Asked and answered. All right. <laughs> be sure to follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. And that's going to be it for this episode. So until next time,
0: we apologize
2: for this weird episode. I'm Steven. (laughs) I'm Brent. I don't (laughs) apologize for it. But hey, let's Let's talk talk later.
1: later.
0: Record. All right. And all set to record. Excellent. And hold to record. <laughs> so are we going to record it?
2: You're not recording. You're recording because <laughs> I'm recording. Um, I guess we need a sync word for this too. Mm. Um, the sync
0: word is butts. You put butts on the main topic. I didn't know why.
2: <laughs> I was just doing that to be funny. <laughs> um, let's have the uh, the sync word be. Uh, where are you going? Denver? Mm-hmm. Denver will be the
0: sink word. Albuquerque. What? <laughs> yeah, we're going to Denver. Amanda's going okay. through Albuquerque. That's all.
2: Oh, the sink word. It's where Bugs Bunny always gets lost, man. Is it really? Albuquerque. Yeah, he, he always should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> I don't know why he's always going through uh, New Mexico, That's but weird. he is.
0: I didn't realize Lutmeteens you know. took place in New, New Mexico, so there you go. It...
2: it I don't think it did. Mm. He's just like traveling somewhere and he had to, oh. he had to it was a pass through type thing. Okay. I mean, I'll go with It'd it. It'd be like a flyover, but mm-hmm. he's under the ground
0: tunneling. Oh. So it's a, it's a tunnel under. But he, and then he went the wrong way. And yeah. bugs. Get we with we've it.
2: All, we've all been, been there. <laughs> Something like that. Whatever. <laughs> no drinks yet, even. It's already <laughs> happening. All right. So the sync word will be Denver. All right. All right. All right. So sink in. One, two, three. Denver. Denver. (laughs) Sound effects. What? What do you guys talk about?
0: (laughs) Did but did did you? It's all there, so I've talked about it. Mm -hmm. All right, let me try it one more time. Now you say
2: something. We're just testing the mic. Testing the mic. Mm -hmm. Is the mic working?
4: Mac, Mac, are you
0: working? Yeah.
2: And that's going to be it for this episode. So until next we time. Cho- oh,
0: <laughs> do it again. Do the until next time. We Joe no. <laughs> Do the until next time again. All right.
2: <laughs> well, this is good. It's, well, it's, it's, we're, we're at the finish line. It's not even that funny. I, I just wanted like, to
0: say something real quick.
2: <laughs> I feel like her shoes fell off. <laughs> and hit a small child in the head. <laughs> we'll, we'll never make it. We're no, never going to
0: make it. Okay. I'm not even drunk. I just went through a muscle trainer is like where my brain, my my main, my my mind, my main brine,
1: my, my brain went. Excellent.
3: Nailed it.